All right, guys, listen up. Okay. We're going live to tape in five, four, three, two. God dang. Call Up Promotion presents the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast. Starring El Gran Tommy Martinez and Mr. Adam Tate. Executive producer Shay Big Bubba Martinez. And now, here's the greatest podcast, according to them, the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast. <laughs> Excellent. <I like laughs> Welcome and welcome to the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast, Season 2, Episode Number 16. And that voice you heard is that of El Gran, Tommy Martinez. And that voice you just heard is that of my rock and roll brother and the most humblest guy that I know on planet Earth, Mr. Adam Tate. What is going on, Adam? Tommy, you got me here extra early here today. Man, I have to... You're clearing out of town. What's, I'm about, what's yeah, going I'm, on? I have to go down to, El, what do you call it last week? El Gran State of Texas. <laughs> is that what it is? That's what it, yeah. Okay. Texas. Going down to Texas, we're going to go see uh, Little Bubba, man. That's what we're going to go do. Oh, you're going to get a few more little drops. I hope that so. That we can have here and there. <laughs> I hope so. To freshen yeah, them up. I, I hope so. If I don't get caught up in some other bullshit going on. You might on, have yeah. a little older voice now. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> it hasn't <laughs> been, it hasn't, it, it's only been 10 months. It hasn't been 10 years. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> COVID is uh, kind of, you know, put a hamper on the old uh, uh, visiting schedule. So, sure. Yeah. We were hoping to have him back here, hopefully, uh, spring break. So we don't know. Yeah, that's what we're going to be doing, so we're going to be heading out. So it's, what, pretty cold this morning. How so. much time are you going to spend down in Texas? Uh, we'll probably be back Monday, maybe back uh, Sunday night. We don't know yet. So. Oh, so that's not So, long. yeah, it's not bad at all. So. Okay. What you been doing, man? Nothing. I've been actually not at work this week. That's so awesome, isn't it? I've been staying around the house. Been making uh, walls different colors. Oh, man. <laughs> that's always fun. <laughs> isn't, that not. isn't that enjoyable? No. I couldn't do the Jackson Pollock way of doing it. That'd be a lot more fun. What is the what's the Jackson, the Jackson Pollock? Pollock is just like you splatter it. Oh, like the artist. Yeah, the artist. Yeah, it ends up becoming like a, a million dollar work of oh, art. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I don't think it's gonna be a million no. dollar. No, it's not gonna work like that, dude. I'll get somebody over my shoulder. Hey, you missed a spot. Oh, you know you that was missed a so spot. you're so you're telling that the little lady figure it out was off this week too. <laughs> yeah, That's what you're saying. Oh, well, dude. The four, or, the or she <laughs> or she was coming on the or she was coming in the afternoon. The foreman. Then, no, uh, she was the foreman on the job site directing all the operations. Oh, that's this just is awesome. Go here, that's, this is there. Yeah. So you spend quality time with the little lady. Yes. That's so awesome, Isn't man. It? I'm proud of you, man. Hi, Bucky. <laughs> no wonder you dragged your feet out of here last last Saturday. <laughs> you get a chance to watch any TV this week? Um. No, I just, just got uh, like social networking communications. <laughs> oh, yeah. about all. It's about all that I've gotten. So you didn't get to see the inauguration? You didn't I didn't watch a, a lick of it. Oh, my God, man. Was it well attended? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe uh, maybe on television it was, oh, okay, yeah. Okay, okay. You know, but yeah, but uh, I'm, I'm going to give you a hint of what happened this week. Okay, let me know. Here's the first hint. Okay. All right. Did you get that hint? <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing that's not Joe Biden. Here's the here's the second hint. <laughs> oh, is it going to be three? It's going to be three. 
<laughs> J-Lo <laughs> was at the Capitol, was she? <laughs> You're awesome. <laughs> now, I did know on the social networking, I did see pictures. She had posted some, uh, you know, uh, what, do you, what do you call them? Not selfies, but they're like group photos of her, A-Rod, and some other some other bloke was sitting there next to him. Okay. And they were like, she was standing there in her, her white outfit or I whatever, know. right? Very regal. Look, looking very, very... Very angelic. <laughs> looking very nice. I, my, uh, I, the only reason I knew that she was on TV is because my lords of the G-String app cranked up. I didn't know what it was going on. I said, what's wrong? It started <laughs> vibrating so much it just vibrated <laughs> off the table. I said, what the hell is this? <laughs> so I had to go running to the TV. And when I, I said, Put oh. your vibrations to 11. <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> like spinal tap. <laughs> Let me get on CNN right now. <laughs> <laughs> She's just lovely. <laughs> That's the way to start it off. Adam, she is not my cherry pie. Right out of the chute. <laughs> we gave three beat. We did three, three boings. <laughs> we start with the boy with the cherry pies already. Adam, today yeah. is 23 January, buddy. Yeah, it is. National, not cherry pie, but just regular pie day, man. Any old pie. Yes, and not the pie that you do on the mathematical calculations either. Not the pi. Not that one, no. Okay. There's a day for that too as well, but yeah. Oh, there's but a pie day. But we don't do we, we don't do math here, so we're not going to count that one out. We don't need that at Today's all. It's National Pie National Day. National Pie Day. That's right. Oh, man. that's fantastic. A lovely pie. I don't think the pie that that uh, Warren is talking about here is the regular cherry pie. But cherry pie. It's the name of the song. I'm looking at it right now. It's cherry pie. Mm. It sounds delicious. Yummy. <laughs> <laughs> You got a favorite pie? Think about baseball. Swing all night. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> do I have a favorite pie? Yeah, yeah. Uh, depending on the year, the time of the year. You know, you got the pumpkin pie towards, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, the yeah. holiday season. I love the pumpkin pie. Right. Uh, there used to be something called, like, a French silk yeah. pie or something like Is that. that it was like, it's got, like, the pudding and something That's in there. That's really good. It's like really it. good. That's my favorite pie. I feel like, you know, trailer trash when I eat it. But No kidding. Why I do. that? I don't know. It's, I feel like it's not a real pie. It's, it's French. Not, it's not like a... Is it French? Yeah, that's what oh, it that's, says. It says French. French. French silk is supposed to feel classy. Oh, I, sh- I should feel regal as well when I'm eating French fries? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would hope so. But yeah, what's your favorite pie? Uh, uh, probably I like... Uh, Apple pie a la mode. I like, uh, I like cherry pie too. Uh, obviously. Uh, you know, but I mean, you know... the. Uh, you selected this song. You like re- cherry pie. <laughs> Regular cherry pie and the cherry pie that Warren's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Because I think they're triangular. I'm not too sure. But uh, yeah. Is cheesecake considered a pie? Is it a pie type thing? Because it's not, there's no cake, there's no cake structure to this thing. No. It has the breading base, which would, a pie would have the, the cookie crumble crust or whatever it is. So would would that be a pie? I don't think a cheesecake is a a pie. I mean, it could be in the family of pie. Uh, Does it fall under the umbrella? It could be because of the way it's shaped. The it probably it's straddles. Cut. It straddles cake and pie. We'd have to I go back. To, we'd have to go back to the history of pie 
and see at what point. Oh, by the way, did you see that uh, the history of naughty words on Netflix yet? <laughs> <laughs> no, let's not get up. Have you? Have you I watched one episode. Have you watched yeah, it? Yeah, one of them. Oh, yeah. which one did you they, enjoy? I watched the first one, the for unlawful car- carnal knowledge. <laughs> they start hot right out of the <laughs> shoot. Right yeah, it was really good. You really do learn some things, you know. That was good. Yeah, Tom- just like here on this podcast, just like on the Tommy Adam Hart Today podcast, available on Apple uh, Podcast app. Spotify, Himalaya, Himalaya, <laughs> and Castbox, and all your other uh, favorite DSPs. Yeah, yeah, but you do learn anyway. Let's go, let's go back to the history of Pi. You'd have to go back to the history of Pi okay. and see at what point did somebody lay down a kind of a bready but not really mm. so kind of base for the crust. I see, and then filled it with all this magical sweetness of. Peaches and cherries, apples, uh, pumpkin puree. So you think there's a, a actual set of criteria that need to be met? Yes, I think so. There, there's certain okay. ways. There's certain crusts. There's certain crusts that have to be made a certain oh. way for for I guess it to be traditional or enjoyable. Well, usually it's like a thin dough. Right, so if, maybe if it doesn't have the dough crust, maybe it falls out of mm. favor of the pie family. Yeah, and it depends how you lay it on there too, because sometimes they lay it on there with strips and, oh, yeah, and strips. whatnot. Yeah, so it all depends. You know, I, I pies always take me back to when I was a kid in New York, and I would go to my uh, to my cousin's grandpa's store. He had a what what is called a bodega. Oh, nice. Which, yeah. you know, the bodega is like your... your Little corner market. Your corner five and dime, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, where they'll sell you uh, some bullshit item and then you could, you know, you could play a number or you go in the back and you... <laughs> <laughs> right. Or you go in the back and there's cards playing. Sure. And, you know, all that, you know, all that great stuff that my dad, you know, kind of showed me. Oh, that's good. <laughs> so, you know, so my cousin Junito, his, his grandpa, he had, you know, one of these five and dimes. And then the funny thing is at the top of it, the store... It would say grocery, right? You know, because that's what's on the marquee. Because they have sodas and chips. Yeah, yeah, shit like that. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. So and then, you know, being everybody's Puerto Rican, right? They won't read it. Grocery, they go, ah, jucari. You know, <laughs> they fuck it all up. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, and I always remember going in there with my cousin Louis and uh, you know Junito, and then uh, always we we get a pie or something from from his grandpa, you know. Mm-hmm. So, but man, his grandpa, super vice guy, man. <laughs> <laughs> he had all kinds of gambling shit going back there. I mean, oh, it was crazy. You got to have some side so, hustle. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, but you know, you're a kid. You don't know. You know, you're just a kid, so you really don't know anything. You know, it's later on. You're going, hmm. So that's what was going on there. You know. Oh sure. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I learned how to. You know, I, I learned how to flip cards. Like you know, for twenty one. Oh. Play you some know, blackjack. Yeah, sure. because because they don't, you know, they don't, they won't trust anybody. So they showed me how to how to <laughs> because yeah. you have no card skills. Yeah, yeah, no, they showed me how to shuffle and all that. So you know, there's all these guys. You know, it stinks like stale beer, and there's smoke everywhere. You know, here I am, whatever I was, I was a kid. You know, but you're not skilled enough to deal you know, off the bottom or anything. No, like that. no, and I'm just like I'm flipping cards because you know they're they're saying whatever it was you know dame otra dame otra whatever you know give me another one. So and then you know and if they would go over twenty one, then all hell would break loose. Do they tip the dealer? Uh pff, I don't know. Maybe they bought me sodas and. Shit, mm. I don't like that because I look out outside. My dad's, you know, at the corner of a bar, you know, just drunk too. So it, like, it didn't matter. Then it was closing time. I just dragged my dad home, <laughs> <laughs> put him on the subway. Let's go. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, big fun. Oh, of course. Yeah, it's it's the most wholesome way to grow up. Yeah. <laughs> Midwest uh, subdivision uh, subdivision. I I am not. <laughs> no way. But going back to pie, you know, that's why I remember pie. Because I always go back to that time. And I think that was one of the first times that I could consciously think 
that actually, and it was a hostess pie. You mean that one that you'd break into had like the white, the the cellophane wrapper on it, kind and you'd, of, and you'd yeah. break into it, and it was like a wedge, yeah, and it just yeah. had the pie filling inside the thing. Yeah, it looked like an empanada, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. It looks like an empanada, but it was it was it was the crust was you know it's all factory driven because if you watch it was all factory made. You remember those shows, uh, whatever it was the uh, the ones that they show show you how to make the. Uh, the all these scrumptious snacks and they run them through the conveyor belts and all that. Sure, Whatever. Mark, Mark Summers yeah, on Food Mark, Network. Yeah, used that, to run that, that, show. that bullshit. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so you you get to watch how they made it. You go, ah, I ate that garbage. <laughs> it didn't matter. It tasted so good. It was does, really good. Now, does uh, McDonald's does their apple pie count as a pie? Uh, I would. There's this fried, not baked. So I really don't know. I, but that I, but that hostess one was probably a fried product. It as was well. probably was. Yeah, you just don't, yeah. I think it was. Yes, you're right. It was fried. And then, you know, with all the, what is it? What was that one, uh, the thing that was in the oil? I forgot what they, they started taking, they started announcing was the saturated something, the saturated fat or whatever. And they okay. were eliminating that off of all the frying oils and all that. Oh. It had all that crap on there. And that's they, where, and that's then they gave really us Olestra make... and then we started shitting our pants. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> you start seeping. <laughs> that's so gross. <laughs> you don't want to pass seepage out coming out. But yeah, but uh, it's the, the pie part is, uh, it, it was really good, you know. It was and then it had that kind of sugar glaze. That hostess yes. pie itself had that sugar. And something, then they, something had to hold it together. Yeah, and then yeah. <laughs> the, the glazing. On and the then they had, but yeah, that's National Pie Day. I think pie is a, is very is a key. It's a key American staple on the table, you know. Okay, so when you're you when to, you're talking about dessert, you know, you you mm-hmm. talked about a mode, you know, that's another way to eat pie. Sure. If you had to choose between a cake dessert or a pie dessert, which way do you go? I go pie. I think I do too. I thought pies are like pretty dominant because we'd have we'd go to the the big retailer like the Sam's or Costco that has the huge pumpkin pie and then we'd get one of those and then we'd get some other alternative pie. And the and, pumpkin pie is the one that disappears and, first. Well, they both go pretty fast, but the pumpkin pie goes. You're right. So yeah, but this is National Pie Day, dude. That's the way to go about it, man. Yeah. I mean, I love pie. Hope you get a slice before you hit the road. Uh, I doubt doubt that. Or maybe you get a big piece of Texas pie. (laughs) It's also National Handwriting Day, just to throw that out there, Adam. Oh, good. We need to work on our penmanship? Yeah, I guess so, man. That's that's a horrible thing. We don't uh, do that anymore. I was writing this note that I was writing this note to this lady at the VA this week. Could you read it back? No, and I told her, said, you got to excuse me. I'm not in front of a computer. <laughs> this is the best I could do for you. <laughs> she says, no, I can make it out. I can make it out. I said, okay, no worries. <laughs> yeah, I think all this typing and all this stuff that we do, and, you know, between the texting and the and the searching on the internet and doing all this stuff, I really, I think it's hampered a little bit our ability to, to actually sit down and write a note. Of course. So I don't know. I think I, when I was in grade school, I had a calligraphy class, you know, where you have like the the actual ink pen that has a little ink cartridge inside of it. Yeah, yeah. And it has like the flat tip on top and you make all those little swoopy Oh swoopy yeah in writing, elementary like, school. Like the ye old timey yeah, writing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, had a calligraphy yeah. class. No I was, shit. I was in, very I was very school, good. In high school? No no no. Like elementary. Oh, you're really good at that then. Oh, I was. I still remember those. I'm shit now. <laughs> no, you remember? I don't know if, if in your class they had this. I mean, what were 10 years apart, basically. They used to have the these, script letters these all the way script across. letters the, all yep. across on the wall. Yes. So if you had like me that I needed glasses, I was kind of fucked on that one. I'm like, oh, shit. How I do that you tea? Know? Oh, there it is. <laughs> oh, there were, yeah, no, but you're like, you know, I'm trying to. Is that a signature? And I would always say, define signature. <laughs> <laughs> It was just that simple, you know what I'm saying? My signature now is just A. That's all it is. (laughs) That's what mine is. I wish wish mine was. It was just a T and M. 
Ooh, Adam. Today in history, Adam. Courtesy Ooh. of history.com. What do we got there, man? That is Motorhead with Traitor. Traitor? Whoa, what kind of song is that? I don't know. It must have something to do with what happened in history. <laughs> what are the chances? <laughs> Did I tell you this is uh, this is off of history.com? Yeah, that's what you okay, said. Okay, good deal. I just want to make sure that I get that out the way. The credit has been it. applied. Okay, good deal. 1941. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. <laughs> well, it could be more. To, they dressed up sometimes like they were in 1940s. That's true. You know, <laughs> dressed up with all that. Uh, that war. Uh, Time Nazi regalia. Uh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and, they're, and, and Lemmy's British. <laughs> January 23rd, 1941, Adam. Yes. You remember who Charles Lindbergh is? Didn't he fly across the Atlantic? American hero. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pilot. Yeah. He was famous for flying from New York to Paris. Yes. To gay Paris, right? <laughs> he didn't go to the straight side? No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, he. did you also know yeah. that he urged Congress to negotiate with Hitler? No, I didn't know that. You didn't know that? He used his wealth and fame to say, <laughs> maybe we should just negotiate with these guys. What are the chances? A- appease this man? What are the chances the history books missed out on that wow. one? Wow. <laughs> Thank you, history.com. I'm sure there's, there's no statues of Charles Lindbergh around anymore, are there? We've torn those down, uh, I'm sure. I, I lived in St. Louis, remember that? <laughs> so, oh, yeah, Spirit of, spirit so, of St. Yeah, Louis. Yeah, yeah, so here's the deal. So, and... Uh, this is so you'll know this. A Lindbergh is a born in Detroit, so you know Mar- how American can you get more than Detroit? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Sure. His, his dad was a member of the House of Representatives, right? Okay. And he learned how to fly in Lincoln, Nebraska. So this guy's in the mid- a Midwesterner. You know, he's going back and forth doing his things, right? So then he ended up going to Europe and whatnot, especially in Germany. And while he was in Germany, uh, he became enamored uh, with much of the German national uh, revitalization. So he encountered, he allowed himself to be decorated by Hitler's government, which drew tremendous criticism back home. Hmm. You think? You know, upon Lindbergh's return to the States, man, he agitated for neutrality with Germany, man, and testified before Congress in opposition to the Lend-Lease policy, which offered cash and military aid to countries friendly to the United States. Hmm. So he wanted the U.S., you know, I guess he maybe thought because his dad had been a a representative, whatever he's going to get away with us. Anyway, the bottom line is, they said, "Hell no, that, that's bullshit. You're not. We're not going to do that." Uh, his public denunciation of the British, the Jewish, and the Roosevelt administration as instigators of American intervention in the war, as well as his comments that smacked of anti-Semitism, mm. lost him support of other isolationists. Oh, so anyway, so that was a period that he was a. Uh, advocating dude for uh to negotiate with hitler man then in 1941 president roosevelt denounced Lindbergh publicly you denounced know, they, him. yeah denounced him. He said, dude, what the hell's going on with this guy you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. it's an american hero he went back to germany you know he he drank the nazi juice out there or something right anyway took him out of the uh this was the, I, before december 7th before we got involved in all this we're uh-huh, still being isolationists yeah, so here's at the this deal. Time? so here's the deal so he he got taken out of the air corps man even oh. that the air corps reserve Bottom line, he eventually he eventually uh, won some favor, and he flew fifty combat missions over the Pacific. Over the Pacific, so, yeah, yeah. Over the, <laughs> no, he, I can't, I can't drop it on my friends. He did, he did not, he did not <laughs> go. Wanna... Yeah, he did towards the east. He went to the west. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna send you over to Asia. <laughs> we, you're a little too friendly with the crowds. <laughs> yeah, we don't know where. I don't know if you'll do fifty over there or not. <laughs> anyway, yeah, but uh. He was doing that, and uh, 
Uh, long story short is at the end of the day, you know, he uh, flew those combat missions and then, oh, there he is, there, there he goes right there. There he goes, look at there, there he goes right there. Oh, shit. <laughs> and he came back and he got promoted to the, all the way up to the rank of Brigadier General, man, hmm. at the Air Force Reserve in 1954. Eisenhower, uh, a popular Pulitzer, Pulitzer Prize winning book, The Spirit of St. Louis, and the movie based on his exploits all worked. To redeem him in the public eye, dude. So yeah. So I bet they left out of the the movie the parts of the uh, oh the, the, of, <laughs> him agi- of him agitating. <laughs> <laughs> I would bet so too. <laughs> Adam. Well, what is this? This Adam is the secretions. <laughs> wow! Oh my. <laughs> we need to see a doctor for this, maybe. We were, talk- we were talking about seepage. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and now we go to the secretions. Viva la lucha libre. Viva la lucha libre, Adam. 1984, buddy. 1984. Okay. Get ready for this one. All right, This I'm is ready. the kind of sports that I like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hulk Hogan becomes the first wrestler uh-huh. to escape the camel clutch, baby. Oh, the camel clutch as applied by the Iron Sheik. You got it, man. (laughs) The signature move of the reigning world champion, federation champion, Iron Sheik. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. As he defeats the Sheik to win his first WWF title at MSG New York at the Madison I bet he could not get out of it. Without the backing of all the Hulkamaniacs. Whoa, we're getting really, He was doing the thing where his, his hand starts shaking and everybody starts cheering and he got power. You know, let's just let's just go to the day in rock because you just gave away. What? You just gave <laughs> no, away no, no. the rest of it. I want to hear the whole story. <laughs> I want to hear the whole thing. <laughs> what? Well, you know, Iron Sheik was bigger than life, man. Just he pissed off so many people. Have you seen his have you seen his documentaries? No. He has a few of them, you know. And you know now he trends on on Twitter as well. Do you know that? I think that's somebody though. That's not the Iron Sheik doing that. That's some that's a representative. <laughs> has he dodged it? I don't even know. I don't think anyway. so. I think it's anyway, around. Yeah. A month later, you know, this dude he was from Iran Iran. Mm-hmm. You know, he was he would not have done well. Uh, I believe in the South. <laughs> so he lived up there somewhere in okay. Wisconsin or Michigan or something. Well, he was always a villain. Yeah, he's always a villain. Anyway, and long story short, right? Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon. Yep. He was trying to federate all the loose professional wrestling circuses around. You mean bring them all under his umbrella? But yeah, bring them okay. under his umbrella. So he was Got taking, it. you know, their top people, and one of them was obviously the Iron Sheik, and then, you know, doing all these uh, acrobatics. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's what really sells. You know what I'm saying? I mean, everybody at the end of the day knows this is a big ass soap opera. Yeah, there's a storyline there yeah, too. Though. Yeah, there's a storyline, and it gives you know it sucks you into the whole deal. Yeah. So they had they had made him the the villain of villains. You know, it was the time of the Iran Contras sure. was going on. It was all these things in America. Just they just built right into that. Did a great job of doing that too. You know, uh-huh. everybody hated the Iron Sheik. And you know what? He didn't uh, he didn't give the shits either. You know, he's out there spitting. He, he and had doing a it. I mean, I'm going to fuck him up differently. Let <laughs> me beat the fuck out of him. Put him in the camel clutch. Break his back. And fuck his ass. And make him humble. He was yeah. doing his thing. And he was out there with that flag, that Iranian oh, flag dude, all the time. Dude, so many people <laughs> off. Anyway, Hulk Hogan, you know, he has, he was, he was, uh, he, I think he was going to do some of the Rocky movies and whatnot, right? So, okay. And uh, he was involved in all that. So in Rocky though, Three, he in, was Thunderlips. Yeah, so he just, he, you know, he lasted what a whole 
five minutes, whatever that was of that scene, and it just you know took them to that next level. Mm-hmm. So then all of a sudden, somebody got a genius idea, and it's Hulk Hogan is going to be who's going to redeem America. Oh, and defeat the Iron Sheik, and that's how this whole this whole plot ended up. And you're right, you know, uh, Hulk Hogan went in his darkest hour. He had already advised his young Hulkamaniacs uh-huh. <laughs> to help him defeat the yes. Iron Sheik. Yes, and they all revved him up. And at the end of the day, yeah, I bet the expression yes. on the Iron Sheik's face as he was being as he was coming out of the camel clutch, <laughs> I bet he had a shocked look on his face. <laughs> This is my finishing move. There's no way anybody gets out of this. Well, anyway, Hulk Hogan ended up being the champion, you know, quote unquote, for the next four years. You know, when he, I think he lost it to Andre the Giant and somebody over mm. Macho Man and the rest of that mess. You know, it was like <laughs> I lost track of all that. They were like they turned into comic books. You know, you just didn't know what storyline to believe. Yeah, you're right. So you kind of got lost in all that. You know, it's just, I, I I was a big fan of, of wrestling. I, I I ate that shit up. You know, when I was a kid. Yeah, I like the Nature Boy, Ric Flair, <laughs> the best. <laughs> you want to be the best? Yeah, you gotta beat the best. Yeah, that, you know they all had they had their own moves. And... <laughs> so yeah, if you don't if you don't know anything about wrestling, shame on you. Where Read have a you book. been? <laughs> yeah, do, watch do a what, WrestleMania. Do what Adam doesn't do. No, or just go ahead and and revive, revive all the. Uh, there's a bunch of DVDs and. There's history on this stuff. I mean, wrestling is a big ticket, man. I don't know how many billion dollars a year. I think wrestling was one of the first sports, quote unquote, to continue during COVID. Really? I'm I'm almost I'm sure. sure. I, I read that somewhere. I don't know where it was, but because they kept on. I think they were the first ones to isolate. Hmm. Uh, I don't know who was the first ones. To I know do. MMA kept having I, events. I don't. I don't know who uh, was the first one to do like for people that were trying to zoom into. Uh, their uh, broadcast. So that was pretty cool. Wow. So, <laughs> yeah. Okay. It is, it is what it is, man. So, yeah. Today, it's today, it's today, it's today. Oh, we started slow today, Adam. The SpongeBob? It almost, almost sounds like that. Oh, okay, okay, okay. This is Dick Dale. Dick Dale, let's go tripping. <laughs> <laughs> Today in Rock History, brought to you by History.com. Today in Music.com and, sport, and Song Facts slash History.com. Uh-huh. It's all that courtesy of them, bro. It's not my fault. <laughs> it's not my fault. Unless you're like 60 or 70 years old and you can remember this stuff. Dick Dale, man, guitar instrumental, let's go tripping, hits number 60, becoming the first, and I guess this is the only reason it was it was important for rock news, is becoming the first surf rock song oh. to chart. Yeah, many groups, including the Beach Boys, subsequently oh, cover sure. the song. Wow. Let's go tripping. What, what made this? How would you trip what, over the waves? I don't get it. What made this surf rock? I, I think it was a style of guitar. I was reading up a little bit on it. Uh, did you get to see, I think it was one of the Quentin Tarantino movies, had one of his hits as well. It starts with M. Meissonant or Meissonant. It's it's that 1960s, you know, Batman had it. Hmm. I don't know if you ever got to, I don't know how into you were to Batman, but I was. So The TV you know, show? Yeah, the TV show, the, the campy one. From the 60s. I've seen a few of those. SpongeBob revived it. 
Nice. You know, so yeah, SpongeBob had, uh, I think they had a song in the first season. It was called Rip My Pants. <laughs> okay. <laughs> It was a takeoff of Let's Go Trippin'? No, it was, It was. Uh, I think it was Spongebob wanted to make friends, and then he couldn't make friends, so then he buffooned, he did some kind of buffoon move and ripped his pants accident, accidentally. So then and he became every, then funny? Every, then everybody laughed, he became uh, funny, you know, and then, yes, that's... <laughs> I get <laughs> it. Why are we quoting Spongebob on the Hard to Name podcast? It's in our name, goddammit. <laughs> That's what we know. But yeah, no, no. But the, the genesis of, of all the, uh, of at least not the genesis, the reason SpongeBob or, or the creator of SpongeBob used uh, surf music for his songs in some of these cases is because he was an oceanographer. So you see how it works, SpongeBob. Okay. Well, he's, a, he's ocean, in the ocean too. Surf right? rock. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's, that's how that all meshes. Also, another thing, just real quick before we move on to the next one. <laughs> Some oh. SpongeBob facts I'm gonna lay on you. Exciting. Uh, do you you have you ever watched SpongeBob? I've I would, seen. I would I've hope seen SpongeBob. So you have. Yeah. Do you know <clears throat> the uh, diver that has the French accent? Today we are looking at what SpongeBob is doing in Bikini Bottom. Is this kind of like the narrator the of narrator, the show? Sure. Yes, that yeah. is a, that is an homage to Jacques Cousteau, the French oceanographer. <laughs> is that what that is? <laughs> Forget it, Alex. Let's, let's go on to the next one. It was too much. It was too much fun, Bob. I love this song, man. I told you this. This is Motley Crue, man. Yeah, it is. Covering one of the greatest Beatles songs, at least one of the greatest ones <laughs> that I think. <laughs> We discussed this not too long. Yeah, we did. We did. Yeah. Helter Skelter. That's great. Which off of which record is Helter Skelter uh, out of? Off the Beatles? No, off of the Motley Crue. Well, I'll tell you. Shout at the Devil. Shout at the Devil. <laughs> which one is it off on the? Uh, the White Album. White Album. Yep. Even I knew that one. <laughs> We're learning things. <laughs> Today is learn with us. The hard to name podcast. Learn with us. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you're right. <laughs> The Beatles' man, Helter Skelter, is played okay. at the Charles Manson murder trial as evidence, baby. So The who, Beatles' version, not Motley Cruz. Who entered it into evidence? Who did, Was the prosecution the play the prosecution song? The prosecution played the song. What? Meaning right, what? That's right, right, right. Was it, was it to say, oh, look... This is just a song. This has nothing, no influence in what his actions were. He's still responsible for his actions. Is that how one they, the they things, characterized one it? One of the things that they found on the walls, written in blood, yes, was Helter Skelter. Of course, of course. So I think in their, uh, some of it was circumstantial with a lot of it against at least against Manson himself, because Manson was not the person who pulled the trigger or stabbed. He was just he given was, the orders. He incited it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so they were able to prove it against him, right? Mm -hmm. So this is one of the songs that they use because Manson was, you know, he had claimed that the song was about an impending race war and it led to the murders or to the murderous acts. The whole deal on the Manson uh, insanity and craze of the 60s in California was that he was in his, in his loped out mind and his crazy way of thinking with all these uh, drugs that he was giving these uh, youngsters, mm -hmm. these uh, runaways and, you know, uh, 
throw-offs of society, which they really weren't. Some were from affluent families. They just got caught up in the bullshit. Okay. But his deal was if we could kill some kind of a prominent white person, this would trigger the race war that we need. So at the end of the day, everybody kills off each other, and Manson rises from the ashes like a phoenix, and all of a sudden he's able to be the ruler of the world. In a nutshell, you know. I'm, I'm getting, that, that was his grand real, plan? Yeah, that was his grand plan, yeah. Okay. I told you one of the first, I think the first book I ever read was Helter Skelter. It scared the shit out of me. It, it just absolutely scared Good choice. Me. Yeah, I mean, it was. It had it had pictures, and I'm like, man, this is this is some some crazy shit. You know what I'm saying? So uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's how it worked, man. It was Helter Skelter was the one that. Uh, I think the first book I ever read was John Madden's One Knee Equals Two Feet, <laughs> and it's football stories. <laughs> Boy, that sucks. <laughs> no, it was really good. And I went to the bookstore and I said, "Hey, I might like reading if they're all like this." And then I couldn't find any more books like that, so I said, "I give so this." So that up. was the end of that. <laughs> huh? Give this crap up. So you just threw the <laughs> dice on all your tests during high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> This weekend, oh yeah, Castle. Adam. Yeah. I knew you were going to play that one. (laughs) (laughs) You have to physically brace yourself when you hear that coming across the (laughs) headphones. I'm on my feet again with my hands in the air, Adam. (laughs) It is the God of Thunder himself. What a, what, what a great part of the show. Yeah, yeah. When he's going to sing the song. It's absolutely so crazy. Is this your favorite part? Uh, the Gene Simmons part is, I used to, I think the... the now, this is the, the one where he goes on the lift all the way to like the top of the yeah. top of the stage. Yes. Way up in the air. Yeah. Craning and, our necks. <laughs> towards the heavens to look at it. I, 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 you know, obviously I knew how this is all done. And uh, when I saw them at in St. Louis, when I saw them back in 1990, I want to say 1997, around that time, where I was seated, mm-hmm. it was kind of like to the side that if you looked right behind the curtain, you're able to see when they were hooking them up. Oh, you wouldn't be able to tell from like, the front of stage you wouldn't be able to really see it no because he comes on. out he would come out already hooked up so at that time they didn't have all the crazy hydraulics they had now because it's 1996 so then almost towards the end of the song bam he takes off mm. uh like flying yeah so you know at that point you know that's really crazy for the yeah. crazy the the crazies lose their mind <laughs> <laughs> to include i'm like it kind of like you know it did like wrestling to me you're like oh now i found out how they did it oh. you know i was like oh, I'm, I'm deflated mm, a little bit a little yeah. sad it's like it's just like it's like well you know wrestling is fake but don't tell me it's fake <laughs> <laughs> you know you know i know santa claus is fake don't tell me it's fake you know i, I know gene simmons can't fly but please don't tell me <laughs> But the demon, maybe the character of the demon, he can still fly. And at the time, they were still doing, like, uh, he would do, uh, he would actually do the fire breathing part during Firehouse. And I hadn't seen, I haven't seen Firehouse perform live in, (sighs) did we see it the last, anyway. Yeah, we saw it the last time. Let's let's just go, let's just get I saw Fire Breathing in both of the shows that I saw. Yes, but I'm talking about the actual song Firehouse. Oh, okay. The one they used to use for that, and then at the end they had the, had the sirens and the little lights going on, mm. you know, and then, you know, Paul Stanley would put on at the time, he'd put on like a, 
you know, fireman's hat. That doesn't doesn't happen no more. It might knock off his wig or something. I don't know. What's yeah, it <laughs> might be a problem. Anyway, let's get back to the show here. Uh-huh. It's like a famed bass player mm-hmm. of Kiss. Oh, Gene Who could that Simmons. Be? Okay. <laughs> Gene, Gene Simmons and his girlfriend, former playmate, model Shannon Tweed, welcomed their first child, Nicholas, on twenty second January of nineteen eighty nine. Nice. So yeah, that's the history for this week, dude. Gene Simmons, <laughs> Gene Simmons as your dad. First offspring. Yes, as your dad. <laughs> How are they doing? Oh. I haven't checked in with that family since they had that that uh, Gene Simmons Family Jewels show that great was on A and E or something. Like I that. thought that was such a great fake show, just like wrestling as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was that same totally thing. scripted. Yeah, but a great show. I loved it. I watched it. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was pretty awesome. You got to see a little bit of the, you know, the Gene Simmons insight, you know. He totally, you know, copied off of, of uh, Ozzy, you know, yeah. yeah. But, you know, in his own little fashion of way. So he was in the news this week, as a matter of fact, uh, Gene Simmons. Oh, what regarding? Uh, he was saying that uh, money is not the root of all evil. <laughs> it's it's not having money, which is the root of all evil. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> if you have money, you don't commit crimes. Well, at least, at okay. least not stealing the gas at the gas station. Okay. I said, "Hey, Gene, I could believe that." You could just have bigger levels yeah. of crimes. <laughs> Thank you, Gene Simmons. You're the best. Speaking of Ozzy, oh, we'd have to bring him up, man. What were the chances? He was next on the script. <laughs> Another record that I remember coming out. Bark at the Moon, I had yeah. it as well, yeah. While performing. Yes. Ozzy, okay. Yes. In 1982, mm-hmm. this incident, Adam, yes. is probably one of the most talked about stories in heavy metal lore. Oh, good. I'm excited. This is one that's repeated ages, ages, and ages, and ages. Okay. Of, and every single time they get changed a little bit. But, All right. But it is a think about Think I'm, really hard. What's one of the, the greatest stories? Was something thrown on the stage? No, you're, keep, <laughs> keep going, keep going, keep going. There was, there was an item thrown keep on stage. Keep going, keep going. And the story going, was that uh, uh, Ozzy believed it to be a toy of some sort. Right, right. He grabs it. And he says, oh, I'm just going to take a bite off of the head of this bat. All right, just hit the next song. <laughs> no. You're right. You're absolutely correct, Adam. That, that's it. Okay. And, and now I'm gonna I'm gonna try to give this one as fast and as furious. Give me that some it stuff. Is. You know, it was after you know, obviously he thought it was a rubber bat. It ended up being a real one. Yeah. He bit it, and uh, no, he didn't stay salivating. No, he didn't speak in any demonic tongues. No, he didn't. Any, he didn't do any of that. He was rushed to the hospital. <laughs> And he got a series of rabies shots he following got a there. series of rabies shots. I don't want to deflate any of the younger listeners of the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name podcast. But any listener listening right now on the continent of Europe, mm-hmm. we want to salute you out in England. We want to salute you out there also in Italy. And sure. we want to salute you in, let's say, Turkey. Let's say Turkey. they got some, yeah, they got some progressives out there, you know. Progressive Turks? Yeah. <laughs> yes. All right. So yeah, we want to salute you and thank you for listening to the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name podcast. What about, what about Romanians? Podcast. So yeah, but no, just FYI, could be, could be, <laughs> could be. Are those the one that where? Uh, is that the one where Dracula came out? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I think that's right. They wouldn't want to be on stage. Oh, no, no, or close to it. <laughs> 
But no, yo, that, I don't want to screw this uh, story up for anybody, but no. This is exactly what happened. Somebody went ahead and threw a real bat up there. Now, who has a bat just in their uh, pocket? Some some idiot. <laughs> That's all it takes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Anyway, and they had been, you know, tossed on stage many, many times, man. Really? You know, yeah. It was just, it was already kind of like an like a custom ever since he had bitten off. I think it was the Dove incident or some something at his record concert. <laughs> he put yeah. the head off of yeah. Dove. There's a picture of that yes, yes. where he has like a drop of blood coming so, off yeah, the, exactly. his chin. Yeah, exactly. So, this is kind of like the football game between the Bills and the Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> and the Patriots are going in to score, and a Bills fan doesn't like oh, this. He just, so he throws... This twelve-inch dildo oh. <laughs> onto the, onto the field. This. Oh, this was years ago, but it's the same type of thing. You would expect somebody to walk in there with a the big twelve-inch dildo. How come that doesn't that, that hasn't showed up on this day in history? Well, history.com hasn't caught up to that one yet. <laughs> Are they rewriting history again? Is is whoever wrote Lindbergh's story is, is 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 in charge also of the sports section? Maybe anyway. maybe next week that'll pop up. Oh my god, so to speak. Anyway, years later, Mark Neal, he's a guy who uh, who uh, tells the Des Moines Register, right? He, he was seventy, yeah. He was seventy seventeen years old when he uh, when he attended this concert, and he was the one that threw the bat on stage. <laughs> so this is the moron who actually confessed to it. it. Says according to Neal, the animal was quite dead when he did so. Close to rancid, in fact. So with Steve, oh, uh, live or dead, the bat becomes an in, an intric, intricate part of. Uh, you know, Ozzy's history, leg- legacy, and history. That's Absolutely. right. Yeah. That so, pissing on the Alamo, and it really, really pisses off. <laughs> it really, it really, really pisses off Ozzy because he has to every single time. He has to like, it didn't happen this way, damn it! It's like pisses him off. Says, when are you guys gonna stop this bullshit? <laughs> Oh, Tom, you got a good one here. Today we're kicking ass, man. Other than that bullshit uh, uh, surf rock thing. (laughs) We've been able to do so good good so far. I know. Metallica, maybe. What's this this one, Adam? Lay it on me, baby. Oh, this is is one off of And Justice for All. 1989, Adam. This is when they didn't come to number one. Number one came to them. Love it. Remember that? Yes. The one music video debuted in uh, MTV yes. on 20 January 1989. Is that their first foray into uh, music videos? That's right. It was the first Metallica song mm-hmm. for which a music video was created, dude. There was actually three versions of it created. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Were there different lengths? or Because yes, it's a yes, long song. Yes. so Different parts of it. It's basically this whole deal. It was just jamming sessions. Another one was them in this, uh, the one that we normally see uh, with them around this warehouse. It's just some, like a black background. Yeah, it was some frenetic place, movement. I think it was someplace in Burbank, uh, uh, Burbank, California. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it was based on that one movie from, I think it was like, oh gosh, it was a really old movie. Uh, Johnny Got His Gun. Yeah, they showed like, there's footage from a, a, an old picture at the beginning of the music video, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. Where the guy's like entrapped in their... And just unable to communicate. Yeah, he's a it's a it's a war veteran. He's basically a, some kind of a you know some kind of a freak at this point. He's you know I mean, if you've seen the video, mm-hmm. you know you know what I'm talking about because I, I mean who hasn't? If you're a rock and roll fan right now and you have not seen uh, one one that just a regular one uh, O N E mm-hmm. 
just go ahead and uh, you know internet search it and uh, look at it on YouTube after and, the podcast. Yeah, after the podcast, don't do it now, or you or pause the podcast and come <laughs> back. Yeah, but <laughs> it was one of those things where you know, I mean, Metallica they weren't movie stars, you know. Oh they, yeah. And Jason Newsted had just joined the band. Yeah. So he was on that record. So a lot of it, you know, a lot of it's what it says here on this uh, on this little report. It says it was them. Uh, they were showcasing them as they played their instruments, the type of instruments they had, ESP guitars. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jason Newsted, he was playing a. Uh, oh, let me see what kind of bass Jason was playing. I forgot. I had it on here anyway. Forget that. And then it has you know a Lars, uh, uh, Tama drum kits and all that. So that in a certain way kind of helped boost the sales of those instruments as well. Mm-hmm. So Metallica's kind of going into the foray is like you know. You guys want to play thrash metal? Well, you know, here's the deal. Thrash metal, just go ahead and... <laughs> thrash metal. <laughs> thrash. Uh-huh. So just go ahead and uh, buy these instruments and bang away. Mm. So that's basically the uh, the story of... Uh, that's pretty good. Know, one. Anyway, and I'll side note, in 2004, Metallica, the documentary, Some Kind of Monster, mm-hmm. made the debut on the Sundance Film Festival. Nice. So there was a d- double dose of Metallica today. Nice. Tom and Adam, hard to name podcast. Adam, I hear mm-hmm. the chords to mm-hmm. the greatest rock and roll song of all time. Some consider it as such. You're <laughs> you are correct. There isn't a rock and roll fan on planet Earth mm. who does not know this song. Yes, so much that if you go into a a guitar store and you start playing this, you'll immediately get shushed you immediately get stopped yes you can't play this in the record store it's not yeah. allowed no because then you'd have a line of 15 people behind you <laughs> trying to play it as well <laughs> and speaking about a long line or a long uh endurance to the song mm-hmm. in 1991 adam okay okay 91 <laughs> yeah <laughs> 20 years after its release in albuquerque new mexico okay all right Radio station KLSK FM plays the Led Zeppelin song. This one right here, mm-hmm. Stairway a los Cielos. Stairway to Heaven. Over and over for 24 hours. It was their first day on the radio, <laughs> yes, right? No, they had just no, they had just changed just their changed format. format. Just changed they format. Had just changed yeah, their yeah. format, yeah. So <laughs> it's supposed to mean good omens, I guess, if you just play Stairway to Heaven. And all they did was piss off everybody. They just <laughs> <laughs> so like what the hell is this and then the funny part about the story is they didn't stop listening just because they wanted to see at what point uh, what, when did they, they change? would stop doing they, they would stop playing this off what are they going to play next smoke in the water <laughs> you can't for, you for, can't always get what you want what for, is it going to be for 48 hours <laughs> <laughs> it was so it was so wacky that they actually send the police there to see if the guy or the oh, DJ, the DJ was, had yeah, passed out, yeah, had a heart was, attack. Yeah, because it was during the time during the Gulf War, so they thought maybe some terrorist had come out there in oh, Albuquerque. Oh, wow. That. Yeah, dude. Wow. So, yeah. so that's the story behind that one right there, man. Hmm. What do we got next, Adam? No, let's play something different. I hope it's something better. Oh, no, it's not. Is that better? <laughs> it's music, it's music, man. <laughs> Kansas native, Melissa Etheridge. Is she? I, don't, I yeah, didn't know that. Leavenworth, Kansas, man. Oh, she's from... Yeah. Yes, Federal sir. Penitentiary. That's where she's <laughs> from? No, well, you know, you got the uh, you got the base up there, the fort, the army post up there, too. Fort Leavenworth. Okay. Yeah. 
Come, she's, she's an army brat, then, is what you're saying. I wouldn't know. I didn't. Oh, okay. I, didn't I didn't. I didn't dig deep. I didn't. I didn't do the deep cuts with uh, <laughs> with, with, Meli with Melissa Eldred. I just thought this was. Uh, you know, this week was the uh, inauguration, right, of a uh, president. Yes, uh, yes, yes. I heard about he that on the news. From, where he goes from president elect. Oh, we spoke about it already. We we spoke about the three Boeings. And and yeah. And the Bernie yeah, Bernie that's, Mittens. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> at the Triangle Ball. What? On January, on January 20th of uh, 1993, mm -hmm. the first gay and lesbian inaugurable, mm -hmm. Melissa Eldridge, K.D. Lang, and Janice Ian come out publicly declaring they are gay and in a same-sex relationship for years. All three of them? That's right. Whoa. It, the year was 1993, Adam, and the Democrats partied hard at Bill Clinton's inauguration for the first time. The LGBTQ community was invited, man. Oh. So that was the that was the creation of the Triangle Ball. Oh, I didn't know the I didn't know the Triangle Ball was a thing. And this is well, this is why this is why we're listening this to the Tony and listen to podcast. The, thank you. Available where <laughs> on Spotify on uh, Apple Apple Podcast apps. Uh, let's move on. Himalaya and uh, <laughs> what was the other one? Castbox. Oh yeah, <laughs> thank you. Well, anyway, this community was invited, you know, and they threw this triangle ball to coincide okay. with the official inaugural celebration. So it was a satellite ball um, from the main ball. This was, yeah. a, was a separate thing. Yep, yep, oh, yep, yep. I this see. Is, this is pre es essentially just for the LGBTQ yes. community. The triangle ball was, yes. Triangle ball. And these, gotcha. and these singers were talking about Melissa Eldridge. Etheridge. Etheridge, excuse me. Yes. <laughs> that, uh, she, you know, at this is time where she was super popular. She, her her album uh, from Yes, I Am. So she was telling, yes, I am. Oh. I am LGBTQT, you know. So then, yeah, so it probably would have been a footnote in history, except that a presidency turned out to be the don't ask, don't tell presidency, right? That Melissa Etheridge was feeling brave and announced for the from the balcony of the ballroom that I am very proud to have been a lesbian all my life. So, yeah. Okay. It has a it has a uh, it has a tie to popular music, if you know what I mean. You know what I'm saying. So that was that was very cool. Hmm. So I, I you know that's why it made it this week onto the. Uh, I see. Oh no! <laughs> I forgot to take this one off. Wait a minute. <laughs> oh, it's right here. You put oh. it. You put it right in the list. <laughs> it, is, it is large and in charge right here. Tommy Martinez wants oh to hear. God, can you turn it down? The please? Spice Girls. You know, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm gonna go. You know what? Right. I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm, tell I'm me. Straight up honest with you. 1988. Straight up is by uh, Paul Abdul. For, for, I'm sorry. Okay, good, good, good. <laughs> Did you see her new her new commercial? Where she's she's hawking some kind of a of a uh, arthritis. A bone yeah, stimulator. <laughs> from Bruno. No, but. <laughs> Anyway, 1988 album, uh -huh. January the 23rd, 1988, uh -huh. the Spice Girls movie. Oh, yeah. The Spice World hits theaters in America, and the entire heavy metal community runs for their life. <laughs> how was it? Did you, how, did you enjoy that movie? Uh, no, but uh, you know, I'm going back to the Spice Girls. They, they were nice. They were extra spicy. You know, I like the... Uh, okay, can I, you name them all? Uh, I can only name two of them. I can name uh, 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 Baby Doll Spice. Or I think there's baby, the, just the, baby spice. Okay, and the other one, uh, there's Melly Male Spice, uh, uh, Scary Spice, Scary Spice, close enough in the zone. She was posh. Uh, there's posh spice. Oh, I know that one too. She That's was uh, Beckham's. Mrs. Beckham. I just forget her name. What's this? What's Ginger, the, Ginger Spice. Was that the redhead? The redhead, of yeah, course. I didn't know that one. And uh, Sporty Spice. Oh, I forgot that one too. Sporty Spice was a skinny, ugly one, right? Uh, well, they're all 
skinny, but she uh-huh. had uh-huh. not baby doll spice. Really? Mm. Where did she keep her junk? Mm. In the it trunk? Was, it was. It was. It was. <laughs> what, what, it was very British. <laughs> It was a matter of fact. It was really it was third birthday uh, material back then. Oh, I don't know how she's looking now. She's probably milfy material, but yeah. But yeah, I think uh, I think those are all the Spice Girls, and I can name them. So does that make you for putting the song in here worse, or me for knowing all the Spice well, Girls? Well, how about you just hit the next song? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can forget the nonsense. People are shutting this off right now. They're, they're canceling, they're streaming, they're, they're unsubscribing us. No! Oh, I love this song, man. <laughs> this is really good, isn't it? It's a great song. Oh, this is the part right here. But who is it by? Is there any way we can know who this song is by? No, you just wouldn't know. At the time, he was a hip-hop hmm. artist, so he has to throw this in here right now. There he goes! I like to sit back down. Aren't there some songs that just give you energy, like an energy shot? I hope the COVID shot is is like that. (laughs) You're going to kick the nurse over. (laughs) Excuse me, nurse. Is is this the bada wabba da da da? Kid Rock shot. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and zap. Matter of fact, give me the second dose right now while you're at it. <laughs> oh, oh, still great. talking about inaugurations here. I don't know what. I guess this week. Oh, did Kid Rock attend? Yeah, Was he one yeah, of the performers? Check this out. 2009, man. Oh, okay. January 20, 2009. Kid Rock, mm-hmm. Kayani West, mm-hmm. the Fallout Boy perform at President Barack Obama's inauguration, dude. Oh. Playing the youth ball. Oh, okay. So we had a regular ball. We got a triangle ball. We got a youth ball. We got the triangle ball. We got a youth ball. No, we had actually had three boings with... Uh, is the, is the main one just called the inaugural ball? I think the first one is... Yeah, but they didn't do inaugural ball. Well, at least J-Lo didn't play that one. Oh, yeah, so. there's no ball. No, and we ended up now with the with the youth ball, is this one, with this okay. call right here, which is broadcast live on MTV. What were the chances? 2009. Oh, wow. Later, both Kid Rock and West throw their support. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. X, X amount of years later, they throw their support at President Donald Trump. <laughs> How did this work? I don't know. There's money to be made. Yeah, I don't know. By the way, this week, uh, Kid Rock was born in 1971, too. So 49. He didn't make our regular birthday segment, but. No, he's 50 this year. He's <laughs> Happy 50, birthday. Yeah, so there you go. No, he's, no, he won't make our. Re- we had enough with the. I think that's the only song that I like from. <laughs> that's why I included that one. Yeah, it is my favorite. No, he got good songs. He got good songs. Yeah. Oh, thank heavens! We're back to <laughs> we're back to our uh, our forte, Adam. But wait a minute! I'm reading it back, reading what I'm good about to read now. No, it's really not our forte. It's not our forte. <laughs> oh, good. It's bad news with this song. What? <laughs> yeah. This Aerosmith is walking the dog. Walking the dog. Yeah. Man. What a great song, man. 2011. Okay. Adam. Yeah. January 19, 2000. Listen to this part. Listen to this part. Listen to this part. I love it. It's like a nursery rhyme. Yeah, that's good stuff. So, anyway, yeah. So, 
we're, we're getting caught up on the songs, Adam. Yeah, I know. And we're close to the one hour mark. Let's get to the story. What happened in 2011? Anyway, yeah, 2011, man. Let me look here in this paper. Says. <laughs> Aerosmith singer Steven Tyler made his debut and his first appearance on... Oh, American Idol. American Idol. Idol. <laughs> <laughs> in the 10th season, by the way, and he replaced Simon Cowell, dude. Well, there's a pretty good paycheck involved in of that. Of course, that's man. Yeah, what it's know, all about. You know, but honestly, uh, to, to, and then we're not gonna, we're not gonna, you know, we're not gonna, uh, we're not gonna stroke uh, Steven Tyler here. But no, I hope not. First of all, there's a lot of money involved. Number one, sure. not that I, I don't know if he needs it or not, but anyway, right. And on top of that, who else to coach you or to judge you or whatever that you do on that show than Steven Tyler? That is a proven musician, a real one. Yes. Absolutely. So yeah, and these are all vocal talents, and that's es- essentially what he is—superior vocal so, talent. So yeah, it was. I thought it was a good fit. I mean, I, I can tell you that I never watched a single one of them. It did not catch my attention. At I all. did watch the original, like the first couple of years of American Idol, okay, with just yeah, the you did? Paula Abdul and Simon Cowell, okay. Randy Jackson. Yeah, I watched it with them, and it was okay. Yeah, and they'd bring out a couple of uh, rockers or something at the end of the year, and then. They'd be like the, the team. They'd they'd have to do their songs, right? Oh, okay. They'd be the guest performer. So that was interesting. And they would do all like, I think uh, Steven Tyler came on as like one of those artists, and they all oh, did like okay. Aerosmith stuff. But uh, yes, Stevie Wonder did that. Anyway, it was good. It was okay, but it just there's no there's no real talent <laughs> if you just have, yeah. if you just have a whole bunch of people show up at an arena and they say we're gonna test all of you and see which one of you makes the cut these people would have been found doing their own thing i yeah, mean a big a, a big uh, crusader against american idol is is uh dave Grohl. oh if, really if yeah he's been quoted you know he says this music is about you know it's not about having somebody judge you and giving you a record deal music is about paying your dues and going out there and you know recording some bullshit you know like my bass piece at the beginning of this uh <laughs> hey that's a that's quality piece that's what are you talking about <laughs> So you see what I'm saying? It's yeah. one of those things that... Uh, yeah, everything seems to be competition. There's either The Voice or there's The American Idol. or And then they have all these shows all across the world doing the, all these different other countries as well. So yeah, but yeah, but that's the that's that's what happened today, dude, in 2011. Oh, God. I forgot this one, too. <laughs> <laughs> I need to start printing this down. I think, you're, I think you're looking forward to these. Oh, man. This is Madonna's borderline, dude. Actually, I like this song too, but this is not for the podcast, you know. Okay, good. That's enough. (laughs) (laughs) An Israeli man in 2015, Adam. Uh January the 21st, 2015, was arrested on suspicion of hacking into the computers of pop stars, including Madonna, and selling unreleased songs online. So these are true leaks versus fake leaks. Mm. that are put out by the artists. This actually dude was actually hacking the systems and selling them. Him, uh, Madonna, and some other international artists that I would imagine when they say international, maybe Hindus or Koreans or whatever, they, or South Koreans, can make that right. So they can do that these days because everybody's just got like digital files and, this is pro, and this, Pro Tools this and is, all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, this is 2015, yeah. so yeah. So yeah, easy. Yeah. That sucks. So yeah. <laughs> That would that suck for her, but yeah, that, that's enough of that. Well, if they were any good, she'd have put them out originally. That's she would right. just be storing them around, right? Yeah, like a song of blood. All right, finally, thank you, Jesus. Oh. 
Adam, give me the intro of this one. I'm trying to catch my breath. We're talking about Glenn Fry here with Smuggler's Blues. Glenn Fry, incredible talent from the Eagles. Mm-hmm. You know, January 18, 2016, Adam. Yeah. The Eagles, the Eagles guitarist Glenn Fry died at age 67 in New York City from complications arising from rheumatoid arthritis. What? Rheumatoid arthritis yeah. can kill you? Colitis and pneumonia. That's right, yeah. What? It's a complication of all three. Fry co-founded the Eagles in 1971 with Don Henley, Bernie Leiden, and Randy Meisner. What? Mm-hmm. So that's, those were the conditions that killed Glenn Fry. Colitis? Glenn Fry. Colitis? Rheumatoid, rheumatoid arthritis. Rheumatoid arthritis, colitis, and pneumonia. Oh, pneumonia. Pneumonia will get you. Yeah, I that guess. was the yeah. one that got him. So yeah, that's dude. definitely so the one. That's a sad day. I, 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 I he he deserves, you know, at least that special mention. Because sometimes when yeah. I do these things, there's a bunch of people who died, but, uh, you know. So. Replaced, uh, sort of, by Vince Gill. Really? Country, oh, country artist right. Vince yeah, Gill, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 He's playing, true. like, the, the was, Glenn Fry role was, now. Was he, was he here in uh, Wichita when? when? Um, I don't know. I don't remember the last time. The last time I saw them here and when they came through town, Glenn Fry was still with us. But uh, I don't know. Hmm. I'm not sure of the date and the last time the Eagles came through. Wow. But did yeah, he's he's the current. I did not know that. I saw pictures of him when I was at the Grand Ole Opry back in September. So yeah. Who knew? Yeah. It's that time to kick back in the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name podcast time machine. Open your mind and listen to the significant album. Who knows, you may even be delightfully wounded by one of Mr. Adam Tate's deep cuts. Listen up, it's about to get real heavy. What I like about that at, about that intro, Adam, is your head goes up and down every single time. <laughs> it does. <laughs> Does this sound familiar to you? Oh, yes, it does, Adam. Significant album. They got really good in the past couple of weeks, man. I know. Really? It's good. I got to find a shit one. We must be in the sweet spot of the year when all the albums came out in the right time. Obviously, Def Leppard here. Pyromania. Released, Adam, January the 20th, buddy. Mm Mm-hmm. Def Leppard's third studio album. And you just said its name. Pyromania. That is right. Like their previous effort, High and Dry. Mm-hmm. It was produced by the guy who just said, Gunta Gunta Gata Rola. It was uh, Mutt Lang. Mutt Lang. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. He had a... Eventually he got over to do uh, like Shania Twain. He was with Shania and Twain's husband. He, yeah. Well... I do Shania Twain too. Yeah, I mean, me too. I mean, I would produce. Yeah, I would produce her. Andrew, yeah. <laughs> producer. She's mega Melfi right now. I saw the other. So day he on was. TV, yeah. He was a producer to many different acts. Yeah. He's great. Yeah. He's awesome. You know, him, Bob Rock, all those guys are legends. Mm-hmm. That's right. He says here's something. Here's something. Really, it doesn't. Uh, that Gunter, this Gunter, Gunter Gleepin Gluten Globin is what he says. What is that supposed to mean? Anything? Here it says it doesn't mean shit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Producer Lang got tired of counting the band down one, two, and three. <laughs> one, two, three, four. So instead of cutting that, cutting yeah, that part out, just oh, we'll right. leave it in yeah. there. So he, he started saying this shit right here. <laughs> cool piece of uh, 
cool piece right. of rock yeah, and roll I like information. That history. Yeah. The band would sometimes make up stories when asked what it means. So yeah, they would just oh, they, they just screw with whoever ah, was. I love, I love that. You know, it's like at a press a press conference. They're like, hey, what does this mean? They're like, oh yeah, this was us in Germany. You know, whatever happened to make some bullshit story. Yeah. So I was not that old when this came out. This is kind of my introduction to Def Leppard, the high and dry and stuff before that. I didn't know really, but this was like their big album. Put them on the map. I think. How, how was this received? Was oh, this was this one this loved is, by you? This is the one that catapulted them. For me, it was received. Uh, you know, uh, immediately. I have this on. Probably, I still have a cassette tape right here somewhere of it. Mm -hmm. uh, I remember it uh, uh, coming out. I had high and dry. Okay. So you know, I, I was already into 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 the into the leopard. They were kind of hailed as. Uh, kind of like pop metal. They had short songs, great hooks to the songs, choruses, anthems, things that I didn't see them though. I didn't get to see Leopard until I want to say Hysteria is when I first time I saw them. Sure, is when I actually got a chance to see them. Uh, I think they toured though with this one right here as as still as an opener. I'm not sure. I'd have to go back and look at that. But uh, yeah, this album right here was this is this is top top to bottom. You know, this is. You know, stage fright right here. Photograph, too late, uh, too late for love. Die hard, the die, die hard, the hunter. Foolin', great mm. rock of ages. Uh, we just heard it right now. Coming under fire. Uh, action, action, not words. I love that song. You know, and Billy's got a gun. You know, mm -hmm. so yeah, I knew this whole. I, I played this until that that cassette was probably smoking, just back and forth. You know, funny thing about I'm gonna tell you something really quick about that's really funny about the rock of ages songs. Okay. They had a little bit of the music for it, but they didn't have anything at all. Right? So okay. the night before, there was some kind of a Bible study in the studio where they were recording this album. Okay. You know? Uh-huh. <laughs> There's nothing to do with last week's religious uh, podcast, by the way. <laughs> okay, good. We're not going to go back to that. <laughs> no? Do you want to address that no, again? No, no. We're not going to address that ever again. Anything you want to correct? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I'm gonna... <laughs> no. But they found the Bible. Uh -huh. And in the Bible, uh, Joe, Joe Elliott found the phrase Rock of Ages. And how do you just find that? So, I the Bible is very thick. I mean, you just I guess crack it open. Where and it's it just... open, it could have had, had a, one of those, uh, what do you call it? The little, the little ribbon that goes yeah, through the there? It could have been that. Uh -huh. It could have been, you know, uh, one of those. Uh, it was just meant to be. He was supposed to an, find that scripture. It was a Bible, it was a Bible uh, study, so it could have been highlighted somewhere. So then they, you know, Rock of Ages. Rock of and they that's and then they build the song on that. They put it to the music that they had already written, and that's how that song was created. Man. So technically, Rock of Ages is a hymn. <laughs> oh, that's nice. <laughs> does uh does the Heavenly Father get a writing credit on that one? Oh, let's not go that far. I, uh, remember, Heavenly Father, is this, this side over here is where we don't want the lightning bolt. <laughs> Yeah, so there you, there you go. You didn't know that, did you? No, I had no idea. Very cool, you know. They're recording in a place photograph. that also had a, had a church. <laughs> photograph. Everybody knows what photograph is. It's all about, right? Do you know what this song is about? Um, no. It's very simple. Tell me. It's the equivalent of what we uh, enjoy during the third birthday. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sexy images? <laughs> 
No, no, no. Oh. Professional models. Oh, professional models. What's wrong, What's wrong with you? <laughs> I was trying to imagine what I'm enjoying. Whoa, I'm enjoying this one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this one is just chalk. Full of good songs. One after the other, man. It's just one after the other. They do not stop, dude. I know. This is one of those albums that you could go ahead right now. As a matter of fact, if you haven't heard it this week, because yeah. I've been hearing it all week, because this is when I when I wrote the outline, obviously it came up, right? Mm-hmm. Go home today. You're off still. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Go and handle all your painting. Oh, ooh. <laughs> I could put it as on the speaker you, as, as you jam to this. Right. Yeah. Nice. Maybe well, I can, you know, maybe I'll look at my phone and I'll see the, the cover, the Pyromania cover, and I'll actually paint it on the wall. Oh. And then that'll be like, hey, we can't paint over this. Look, hey, it's, can, can you do that on, <laughs> su- on Sunday? And I could just go directly to your house <laughs> when you're unveiling it to the little lady. <laughs> It's like, Tommy, where are you at? I'm through Oklahoma City. I'll be there in two hours. <laughs> Do not unveil that until I get there. And then I'll come on, on the podcast next week. It says, unfortunately, Adam is no longer with us. <laughs> the unveiling is at noon. The ass whoopings are at 1201. <laughs> the, the album, actually, the album cover for Pyromania as well has a significant... Uh, uh, piece in rock and roll history. Mm, wow. A what lot of the, yeah, a lot of the albums that were coming out, and and this was this was uh, purposely done by the group. A lot of the album and artwork, artwork that was being put on albums were you know the clicheish demons and dragons and oh. the devil and the crosses and all this other right. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, d- dare I say it, naked ladies, you know things of that nature. Oh, stuff from like the Scorpions. Yes. <laughs> they always have somebody naked yes, on there. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yes. Right. right? <laughs> With the one that, you know, Spinal Tap makes fun of, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> and then uh, the guy said, let's make up something that's, you know, unique. Kind of, it was kind of like a, uh, uh, it was, if I remember correctly, it has like a Target kind of. Fixie, uh, uh, what is a fixie? You see it like a crosshairs, cross like, like you'd have on a scope yeah. or something. But, but the way it wasn't a picture itself, it was a drawing like a cartoon, or maybe not a cartoon, excuse me, like it a looked, comic book. Like a comic book. Yes, it looks car- a comic book. It looks like a side of a building oh, you're with, an explosion, at it right now. Yeah, with an explosion okay. coming out of it, like somebody just yeah. sighted a rocket into the yeah, side of a, you, uh, you could, yeah. of a building. See. Let me see how high that building goes. Uh, I think we could put one of those Bernie Mitten ones in there. <laughs> Remind me later. <laughs> Do a meme of that. He'll be jumping out of the building. Who's to say? The- who's to say? Tommy and Adam Hart today podcast is not about current events. <laughs> he was already in position to stop, drop, and roll. <laughs> yeah, but if you get a chance this week, yeah, go ahead and uh, put that album on. It definitely man. gets our seal of approval. It does, man. This, so yeah, so this is pretty awesome, Adam. So yeah, yeah it is. Oh man. I, I, we could, uh, do you want to shut it down? <laughs> because we're shut down what? We, we could keep on going. You right want to talk now, about no, it? No, no, I'm you done. Keep I'm going. Done. I'm done because we could keep going on this one. Okay. So yeah, we're done. We're done. We can, we're done. We're done. <laughs> it's that time to kick well, back. It was that. It's a Tommy and Adam hard to name podcast time machine. Open your mind and listen to the significant album. Who knows? You may even be delightfully wounded. I want to miss the oh, That's enough of that bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Listen up. One time is enough, man. Real heavy.
Significant album, Rock of Ages, pick it up. Yep, do it. Woo, Adam, thank you so much. Born on this day, buddy. Okay. I'm not trying to rush because I'm heading out to Texas, by the way. You're trying to make some headway, though. Get out on the road, <laughs> I know. We've been on for now for an hour and 15 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I got to set it up before we leave, oh shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> Holy crap. Uh, we're just going to start calling me. She's still asleep, thank God. <laughs> Journey deal. Wheel in the sky. Yes. One of Journey's top hits, man. I love this song. It is. I good. love Journey. I love Journey. Okay. I don't care. And you're going to be on a Journey today. <laughs> yes. Maybe you'll just put Journey in your player and just listen yeah, to Journey right. all it's, the way down. It's not the destination. It's the journey. It's the journey. <laughs> <laughs> what bullshit that is. <laughs> that's so. That's so overused. Oh. Uh, turning 72 today, Adam. Yeah. This cat right here, Mr. Steve Perry. Steve Perry? Damn. January the 22nd, 1949. Jeez. Happy awesome birthday singer. to Steve Perry. Yep, yep, yep. So it's, Is he still doing like a solo thing now? Uh, I don't know. He's having some issues with his voice and whatnot. I think it's because he was coming to terms Maybe he's with 72. his age. Yeah, yeah that's, I think that was that's the whole probably thing. what it was. Still, you know, he's, he's stuck in the American conscience as one of America's greatest rock singers. So I, at least I think. You know, arguably, I don't know. I mean, I, w- I would say he's top five easily. Wow. Oh my God. <laughs> one of these days, we're going to have to go through and actually solidify these top fives <laughs> because there's about 30 names in these top fives. He's, he's a great singer. You can always know it's him. Uh, yeah. You always know it's Ronnie James Dio. You always know it's 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 Steve Perry. Yeah. You always know it's Ozzy. Ozzy. You always you know, know it's Ozzy. You always know it's James, James Hetfield. <laughs> and you also know it's this guy who's coming over right now. Oh, you want to know this one? <laughs> I'm trying to segue right here. I'm back on my feet. I'm back. <laughs> Do I have to go to Texas? I want to. I'm gonna take this album with me today. Oh, hail, hail! Born January, Adam. January the twentieth. Yeah. 1952, Mr. Paul Stanley. Ooh, would that make him 69? He, no, no, no. That make, yeah, make him 69. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I like 69. Look, 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 look out. <laughs> How perfect. <laughs> and a love gun, too. I, I know. <laughs> Let me whip out my love gun as well. Everything's coming up. Bang, Paul Stanley. Bang, bang. Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> What a great dude this is, man. Has he been as uh, politically uh, vocal lately? Yeah, he, he's has, been yeah. he's been tweeting a whole lot, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Ever since the uh, what is it, the insurgency or the uh, riots, the attacks, whatever. Oh, you sure, call sure, it, sure. Yeah. yeah, the crime that was committed on the sixth of January. <laughs> <laughs> so, bottom line, it was a crime. <laughs> the, whatever the hell you want to call it, you know what it's good. Saying. So yeah, it was like yeah. <laughs> oh, he likes, <laughs> and I like Paul Stanley as well. <laughs> Oh yeah, he turns he turns sixty nine today. Also, Adam, today happy birthday, Paul Stanley. By the way, all right, Adam. We didn't have any rap this week on the on the Tommy now, so yeah, just put a little bit in there, right? Yeah, we uh, unfortunately we have Spice Girls and Madonna and Melissa Melissa El- Etheridge. Yeah, or was it Eldridge? I forgot. Whatever her name is, Etheridge. Good for her. <laughs> 
Jam Master J was born on January the 21st, 1965. The DJ and music mm. man of the rap duo Ron DMC. Killed October the 30th, 2000. Oh, really? Two. Yep, that's right, man. Mm. Not uh, not the... Uh, Happy birthday posthumously. Yeah, yes, exactly. So, yep. And we're going to go ahead and pick it up to some kind of... It's the Tabulator Podcast. Birthday number three. Hmm. These days we're actually gonna find the actual regular tune for this. <laughs> what? You know, you know, like the angelic every, voices? Every, no, no, that's what's good. We're just right now that comes after this. We need to go ahead and standardize this. Oh. Every single week I gotta find like this music that we're playing right now, so you can imagine. <laughs> I gotta go ahead. Anyway, Adam, are you ready, baby? Yeah, I'm, I'm are you the app ready? is loading Third right now. Prize. We got the Lords of the G String app. Yes. Mine almost broke this week. I told you, right? On the J Lo thing. Oh yeah, it's like, what, <laughs> that's right. What the hell's wrong with my app? It comes alive by itself. It was, the angelic voices were singing. Then I look, J Lo's dressed all in white. You might be able to just set up special alerts. Like, is is J Lo available for viewing? And then uh, if it is, then I wonder how busy our uh, app development department is right now <laughs> on the on the on the what was it that we that we're working on last week? The, the uh, disharmony. <laughs> oh yeah, the dating app. <laughs> That's right. Hopefully that one's still coming together. Uh, Are you ready, Adam? Yeah. yeah. Man, Agent X3. What did he get? He's, uh, his weekly tribute is the third birthday, right? Right. Uh, He had initially recommended Big As Lover. (laughs) Not A-S-S, but As Big ass love. Is, is, is that, is that that's, the location? That, no, that, yeah. <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> he had recommended that, Adam, but, but you know. I said, oh, it's not it? No, it's not it. <laughs> you can look at it later. It's very, <laughs> it's very I just start to type it in it's and things pop up. It, oh it's, it just, it's, it's like Def Leppard's photograph. It's exactly what it is. <laughs> but, and even though he, te- he tempted me with that one, he did. He did. Oh. I opted for his second choice, okay? <laughs> okay. Well, it was more than two choices, but, you know. I, I right. went at least when I kind of like brought it down to these two right now. Okay. Katja, Elise Henry, and that is spelled. Uh-huh. Her, uh, I guess her Instagram handle is K A T Y A A H E N R Y, Adam. Do you see her already? Yeah. Did she pop up that fast? Yeah. She was right there. She is. She has been. Gotcha. She hails from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Oh, an American. That's right. <laughs> well, this is inaugural Holy week, dude. crap. This is like, do you think I would use anything non-American this week, especially when we started off with talking about J-Lo at the beginning of the summer? Come on. What do you think? I'm some kind of, you know, I'm some kind of a mad, <laughs> mad loser of some sort. <laughs> no, Adam. Minneapolis. That is an odd sight. She hails from Minneapolis. Tommy, uh, it's cold up in Minneapolis. Do you see what she's wearing? Well, hold up, but stop, stop, stop. (laughs) Don't don't get ahead of me, Adam. I'm still punching. I'm still. (laughs) You're not there? I'm still punching this in. You think I would have it already? Yeah. Every time I punch it, it's still big booty onion comes up. I don't know what. I don't know what's going on. 
<laughs> now, anyway, her, her yeah. latest offerings, I'll describe them to you. Go ahead, go she ahead. She has uh, bikinis on. Okay. Uh, she has a bikini bottom, bikini top. She has okay, a okay. big butt. She has a elbow going. length gloves okay. with like fur line right, at the right. top. Big boobs. Oh, gloves. wait a minute. Stop. I saw her. You see <laughs> I already ran into it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, here's the deal. This, you know, why she's like this? Because, <laughs> because she, re <laughs> daddy issues. I don't know what. No, she, what? she relocated to Florida to Miami. Oh, she did. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, that that explains something. I, I would think may, maybe in Minneapolis, <laughs> maybe in June or July, Adam. <laughs> Yeah, oh, there's many yeah. lakes. There's many lakes in in, in Minneapolis. It, it, so. There is. There are. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, says here she is African American. Adam. Really? I wouldn't guess that from her from her, these shots. She claims that her ethnicity is mixed. Okay. So there you go, right there. She is a fitness trainer. Uh, -uh. try to pay attention over this oh, one. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. She's a YouTuber. Okay. An influencer. Okay. And she is. This is a new one for me. Adam. Uh -huh. And this is, I think, this is why I went with her. She is an inspirationalist. Inspirationalist? Yes. She provides inspiration she for those around her? She provides inspiration, yes. I'm, I mean, I'm feeling somewhat inspired <laughs> by, by, by some of these posts. <laughs> she has, right now, she has 251.5 thousand, uh, thousand followers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, thousand, excuse me. <laughs> I'm sorry. 767 posts. I don't think we have time to go through all 767. Today. She seems to have her own brand of, of protein, protein supplement. No, no. See, blessed is, plant she protein. She is so so much of an entrepreneur. Yeah. That uh, you're gonna love this. Her bio now, I, and and I and I should have talked to Agent X3 about this, because do you remember how we came about with the heavenly Lord of the G strings? Uh, it was an interaction uh, with, from the Pope. The right. Pope interacted with one of our our favorite uh, <laughs> posters. That's right. Well, our, our IG models, right? IG yeah, yeah, Instagram. IG models. And what kind of a uh, what kind of uh, uh, outfit did she have on? The one that the Pope double tapped on. Oh, schoolgirl. Schoolgirl. School so if you go down, there is one. <laughs> this is where, all for memory. This is where what? Of course. <laughs> Miss Katja is in a schoolgirl's. Oh outfit. wait a minute! Hold yes, on. Yes, yes, no, she's not. Yes, she is. Where? In and you know, I would say it's just probably if the Pope were to see this, he'd probably double tap it too. Was it before Christmas? Because I'm looking. It up. was after Christmas. It was after Christmas. Right. So you're gonna keep on scrolling down. Maybe about I don't know. Let's calculate. Maybe about nine more after Christmas, more or less. Oh, I see. Oh, Do you see? It? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that skirt doesn't quite fit. Does it? I mean, well, it, you know how long has it been? She's been to school. I don't know where she. she I just, you know, here goes to show. Oh, you she's just re reliving her youth. And no, she's putting no, on her her no her six year old. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she believes in saving things, recycling things. Pulled I back. She's got her her smart looking glasses on. She's and got her she, tablet and, and she, the yeah, pen. Well, and this is actually so. Today is what National Pie Day. Uh, no. <laughs> 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 it's also National Handwriting Day, Adam. Oh. <laughs> Where's that mind of yours? Oh, sorry. I mean, you know, uh, some of these shots, you know, I mean, it makes you wonder. 
Oh, she, you know, her whole deal was, well, she was a fitness model, okay? Uh-huh. And I guess this is where I'll give you some background on her as an inspirationist, okay? Okay. Who took up fitness training. You know why? I don't know. Because once she realized her posts were inspiring and motivating others to go to the gym, she says, voila, it's me. I'm the inspirationist that are making, I'm the person that's going to, pe- to making the people go out to the gym. Now, it doesn't mean that they were working out at the gym while she was there. It just means that they were going maybe to see her. I don't know, mm. Adam. That could be it. I really don't know. That was supposed to be a joke you were supposed to laugh well, at. I'm, I'm trying to imagine. <laughs> You're too concentrated. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't see any. Okay, but I don't see her in a lot of gyms. They usually they take shots when they're at the gym. Well, you know, you have, you're, she's a YouTuber here, right? So, yeah. and, and a lot of other things that she's talking about, Adam. She has a cat. Uh, of course, she's cat. Yeah. That's the way that works. <laughs> She's taking a shower outdoors here. Oh, uh, yes, nice yes. One. Now, here's, here's, here, I guess this is where I'm going to go with this one right here. Uh, she's been hawking her workout videos <laughs> on her own website. That's why you were able to see that. Oh, good. I'm totally lost. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> now I can figure out why you're lost. Oh, good. Yeah. Holy moly. Yes. And guess what her, her webpage and her brand is? Workouts by Katja. Oh, who'd have guessed? <laughs> what were the chances? <laughs> now, it was a good idea she moved and relocated to Miami. Yeah, I think so, because there's know. not, she doesn't have enough fabric yeah. to, to, <laughs> yes. to keep her warm. Yes, I don't think this would have worked very well. Oh, no, there's some workout stuff here. Look, you just got to go past the cat, you know, go down by the oh, kitty cat. The I kitty see, cat, by the way. Right, I see her on like a real yoga kitty mat. cat. There's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of uh, gluteus isolation shots. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Okay, there. Adam, we, we can't the- evaluate. We can evaluate her on her workout clothes. I get it. You know, try to get people to go to the of gym. The, of the ones that I've seen, it seems like about 17% of the fabric is like inside of a crack. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> there's not a lot of fabric covering it took all many, this, It took many years. Parts. It says here it took many years to sculpt her body. So you I, just don't sculpt. Imagine. You don't sculpt your body just to hide them in yoga pants. No. You're out there to show the people. Listen, you can have a body like me. Workouts by Katja. She's inspiring me to start working that, out. Um, yeah, she's all about like her uh, yoga pants and fitness look yeah, and uh, beachwear. And that makes beachwear. and that makes absolute sense, Adam, because you could find her eight week thick challenge. Oh no. <laughs> 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 Oh, look, and by the there's way, there's a before and after oh, shot. Oh my God, that's awesome. <laughs> what you can do with her exercise. You with can the make... eight week thing. Oh, by the way, by the, by the way, <laughs> thick Adam is spelled. Thick Adam? What? <laughs> am I getting, Adam, you're am not I thick. getting thick? <laughs> no, you're not thick. You're not thick. You're not thick. Thick in this case is spelled T-H-I-C-C Adam. <laughs> it's like, mm, girl, you thick. <laughs> Katja Henry, baby. That's what I'm talking about. That's really one of his best. Oh, yes. I don't know what we're going to do without Agent X3. I really don't know. Well, we already have him installed in the app, right? (laughs) He's chained to the app. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you know, thick. Thick. (laughs) Thick. Thick with no K. That's what I'm talking about right there. Tommy, it's time for Hashtag 
What the frijoles? Between Paul Stanley and this one, I don't know what I'm going to do. Oh, today. my God. Well, Tommy, how often do we go to Asia oh, man. for our what the frijoles? Seems like we haven't been there for a couple of weeks. <laughs> you, you've, given them a, you've given them a break. Okay. Well, now we're going to tell the tale of Sojin Kato. Oh, wow. You got that right. Is that in uh, that's Japan? A guy's, that's a guy's name. It's a Japanese fellow. Japanese, Japanese, okay. Japanese fellow. Right. Yeah. Uh, he was a Japanese man thought to have been Oki Tokyo's oldest man. Wow. How old? Until 2010. Okay. Why? Uh, he would have been 111 years old. Mm, 11 years ago, okay. So, and that would have made his year of birth 1899. Oh, wow. Astonishing, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, he was believed to be their, their oldest man, but uh, in July of 2010, his mummified corpse <laughs> was found in his bedroom. Wow. Uh, it was in, it was concluded that he had likely died in November of 1978, <laughs> and his really? family never announced his death in an attempt to preserve his longevity record and to continue to receive his uh, pension. <laughs> so, where's this going, Adam? <laughs> uh, Sogin Kato. I don't even want to say on this one. Was found in a first floor room. Kato's mummified remains were lying on a bed wearing underwear and pajamas and were covered with a blanket. Oh, wow. Newspapers that were found in the room dated back three decades to November of 1978. That's the only way they could have dated his possible death. Wow. So they believe that uh, the family was keeping officials from seeing him because they claimed he was either a human vegetable or he was becoming a... Sokushinbustu. What's that mean? <laughs> <laughs> that is a a thing that Buddhist monks apparently tried to do where they were still alive, but they tried to mummify themselves while they were still living. Like zombifying themselves in Japan? Trying to pre preserve themselves while they were still alive. That's freaky. I don't know how that works, but that's what their claim was. That is what the frijol is. I've never heard that before. And uh, the granddaughter of this Sojin Koto okay. told people that my grandfather shut himself in a room on the first floor of our home 32 years ago, and we couldn't open the door from the outside. My mother said, leave him in there. <laughs> <laughs> and he was left as he was. I think he's dead. <laughs> no kidding. Um, <laughs> McChick. M Mikiko Kato. Is that some kind of a McDonald's Happy Meal or something? <laughs> Kato's daughter and Tokimi Kato, his okay. granddaughter, fraudulently received about nine and a half million yen or $117,000 in pension money. Wow. In addition, after Kato's wife died in 2004 at the age of 101, another nine and a half million dollars from a survivor's Mutual pension benefit was paid. Wow. So they collected all that money while they still had old grandpa. Mummified. Mummified <laughs> in the room, as was. After the discovery okay. of Kato's mummified corpse, other checks into eld elderly centenarians across Japan produced reports of missing centenarians and faulty record-keeping. Tokyo's officials attempted to find the oldest woman in the city, 113-year-old Fusa Furuya. I love how you pronounce these who, who was registered as living with her daughter. Furuya's daughter said she had not seen her mother for over 25 years. 
The revelations about the disappearance of Furuya and the death of Kato prompted a nationwide investigation, which concluded that police did not know if 234,354 people older than 100 were still alive. And competing for the record. More than 77,000 of these people, officials said, would have been older than 120 years old today. (laughs) (laughs) Poor record-keeping was blamed for so many cases, and officials said that many may have died during World War II. Oh, my gosh. One registered (laughs) suggested a man was still alive at the age of 186 years old. (laughs) And that's... Japanese record keeping is our what the frol is for this week. And that's and that's from the continent that says honor your elders. Yeah, exactly. Oh man. And you think we got I was gonna say that's from like the real honorable society, you know, except for that whole Pearl Harbor thing. Yeah, exactly. uh, forget about yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah, screw those. Forget that one. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I would. You know, you wouldn't think that. You would think that's something that would happen, like in you know Alabama. Yeah. So in Mississippi, <laughs> we lost track of all our sixty-eight-year-olds because <laughs> they're, they're the oldest people for twenty-five years. <laughs> it's the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast. Sound of the week. Oh, Adam, I don't know how these things are coming out. All right, Tommy. Mm. Uh, mashups are a thing. Okay, you might have heard it because you're you got your ear to the ground. You All know right. what's going on. All right, yeah. But this is a new mashup that came out. Listen to it as long as you want. Give it a minute. All right. Okay. You recognize that? Uh, Huey Lewis in the news. It is. It is Huey. We're gonna mash him up. See it meld together. We'll listen to the first. We've got another 30 seconds we'll listen to. See how good it sounds. Sounds perfect, doesn't it? Man, that's great. <laughs> I thought that we had ruined this podcast with the Spice Girls. <laughs> Thank you, Adam. <laughs> and for the uh, guitar solos in here, I don't even want they, to think about. They that. added uh, the guitar solo from Peace Sells, but who's buying from Megadeth, and a little oh. Judas Priest solo instead of Metallica stuff. So they just kind of. Bastardized everything. Adam, yeah. could you not find any fart sounds this week? <laughs> you didn't like that. That was nice. That's horrible. <laughs> that's worse than that's worse than Melissa Eldridge and the Spice Girls combined. I'll probably have a fart sound in my in my history up here. <laughs> Please find something in there. Oh, wait. I can't believe they did this for real. Uh, wow. They didn't. I mean, there's just some dude with time on his hands, My you know? Oh, gosh. Good uh, mixer, though. Oh, yeah. It sounded really good. Maybe I need to watch his YouTube videos to figure out how to mix some of these things here well, into our podcast. You uh, know what I'm saying? Here's something. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, that was, that was the Rudy fart. <laughs> it's the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast. Sound of the week. 
that's a fart with prize. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh my gosh, Adam, we're going to call it It's the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast. Motherfuckeria <laughs> of the week. Uh, oh, Adam. <laughs> oh man, what are we talking about uh, now? Dude, did you did you prepare a motherfucker the other week? <laughs> I have one. I was hoping you prepare one. I don't have anything really. I put one together really fast. Okay, what do you got? Oh man, I don't know. Uh, did we get the the email password? Nope, I got nothing. Hold on. Okay, let me let me double check. Nope. Oh wait, did we, do we have something? I don't even want to read emails to be honest. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I asked for the email password, and the response comes back. Yeah, lol. I don't care. Let me get it. So he doesn't. He didn't even send it. <laughs> Skip the email. <laughs> We've talked about it already, Adam. You know, this week was the inauguration. Inauguration. Right? Yeah, that's right. We're not going to be talking politics either. Number 46. Okay. No, but, you know, some of the most obscure, obscure parts of the ceremony were actually kind of highlighted this time. Because, you know, they weren't doing all the fanfare. Mm-hmm. They weren't showing all the, uh, the political fanatics outside screaming and yelling their heads off and carrying on and whatnot. Okay. So you got to see some of the obscure parts, some of the uh, minor ceremonies, and and it's not like the news wasn't given enough of that crap anyway, right? Okay. I, I mean, like Lady Gaga, she looked pretty good doing her thing. You know, uh, who was it? Uh, Did she yeah. sing like America the Beautiful or something? Or well, the National yeah, Anthem. She said the National Anthem, anthem. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, Garth Brooks, the newest hated guy. Amazing Grace <laughs> is what he did? Yeah, the most hated guy in the conservative uh, circle. Okay. And it would have been cool if T- Ted Nugent would have came out and helped him out. Yeah, wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, he's saying, uh, was it Amazing Grace? Yeah. yeah. So there was some, you know, some of that was that we were always going to be able to see that. But, you know, like there were some things that was like, uh, which I, you know, not a big inaugural kind of guy i watched the highlights okay. kind of like at the end of the day yeah i see they're swearing in some a piece of their uh of their their uh, speech and yada 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 mm-hmm. and move on and from that moment on we have a new guy to blame for all our problems you know what i'm saying so sure. yeah anyway so one of the things that i that caught my eye was that they actually had a part where they're given gifts gifts yeah like from the senate like from the house of representatives and it was it was kind of like oh okay so walking in through the door they haven't done anything yet and they're already receiving gifts. I said wow so just for winning the election maybe that's what it is or you maybe mean, an from anticip- Biden yeah. personally gifts. Yeah yeah like pictures and oh. and vases and crystal and so you know, each, shit like that. So each representative or senator is expected to give some sort of no, a gift. No no it was like it was like I think it was all it, the way I saw it was like uh, the the speaker of the house and the speaker of the senate. Were the ones that were that were the ones that presented these gifts, and then some other underlings, like two or three of them, gave some other things, right? Okay. So anyway, it was just you know shit like that, you know, pictures and small things, and so anyway, so I saw that and I says, wow, I thought, I wonder what kind of gifts and whatnot celebrity and rock stars give to each other, hmm. you know, because they like celebrating themselves too, you know, they like going out to the to the Grammys and all these other crap. And, you know, you see them with their... And, and every time they go to one of these award shows, there's also, like, gift bags. Yeah, yeah, Which yeah. have thousands of dollars worth so of I things So I said, I said to artists. myself, I said, wow, you know, we, the poor people, don't don't get to maybe enjoy that. But let's live vicariously through a few of them. How's that? I would love to. Okay, so now, check this out. Mm-hmm. Lady Gaga, which was a performer. Yeah. Lady Gaga didn't get any boings. Did you notice that? Well... Let's just move on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it's appropriate. Gave Ryan Murphy 
a bag of guess what, Adam? Wait a minute, hold on. Who is Ryan Murphy? The director of American or the creator of American Horse. Okay. Does she have something to do with American Horror Story? Yeah, she she's is? in it. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, she is? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, she gave him a bag of something. Yeah. <laughs> What's um, that something? I'm going to say, since she's popularized the meat dress, it's a bag of meat. It is a bag of her own vomit. Really? Yes. Oh, because she wants her vomit on the show. Yes, yes. Oh, oh. genius. Think Lady Gaga can't shock you any more than she already has. Think again in an effort to prove her gross-out chops. The pop star gifted her new boss, uh, American Horror Story co-creator Ryan Murphy, a bag of her own vomit, dude. Now, is it planned how this vomit is going to be used, or does he have to write it in some way? I don't know. I don't know how the the deal was. I know she gave it to her on the set of uh, The Extra Creepy Season 5. Now, what if you were a fellow actor, and the director says, okay, we're going to throw Lady Gaga's vomit in your face? Would Would you be okay with that? Do you remember that uh, movie Stand by Me? Um, yeah. Do you remember that one? That one kid that like telling stories. He was supposed to represent uh, Stephen King, was it or somebody? I don't know. I don't know who the story was about. I forgot. Okay. Some famous writer okay. when he was a kid. Okay. You remember that one story he was telling at some fair where it turned into a vomit festival? You don't remember that part of that movie? I remember. I remember Goonies had a part like this where a guy was vomiting and everybody started vomiting on each other. Anyway, <laughs> no, it was this. Story. It was Stand by Me. Oh, okay, All right. there, that's exactly what happened. It, I vomit, that they vomit onto the next person, and it turned this gigantic vomit fest. It just, that's what that. That's that's how much I would appreciate. Anyway, moving on, Adam. Kayani West, all right, gave Kim Kardashian. Guess what? Um, three children. Ten Burger King restaurants. <laughs> he gifted her restaurants. Yes. yes. <laughs> Now, this is according to Ranker.com, by the way. What? Yes. Okay. Who hasn't indulged, Adam, in a little fast food therapy? I've had a Whopper. That's right. Kim and Kayani sure have. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Right. I hate this name. Kayani. Kanye. Well, Kanye. Kanye? <laughs> Kanye. Purchased <laughs> 10 Burger King locations in Western Europe and presented them as a unique gift to... The uh, reality in, star Instagram model in Western Europe, Kim Kardashian. That's right. What? That's right. Why would this be a good gift? I don't know. I have no idea what the what the. Do this they, is just gifts that they're they're giving out. I don't know what's do going on. Do they travel on. to what? Uh, <laughs> to uh, Denmark often? Denmark. Do they tra- uh, travel Finland, to France? Yeah, <laughs> Finland, France, I mean, I Germany. I don't know. Okay. Anyway. anyway, Chelsea Handler. You know who she is? She was a talk show host, right? She likes showing her boobies. She gifted. She gifted Miley Cyrus with something. Hmm. Now this one I actually remember. You do? Mm-hmm. Hmm. She gifted her something. Um. You can't, I don't know. I have no idea. A penis plant. A penis plant. That's right. A like penis a, plant. Like a chia pet. Like grow your own <laughs> penis. Yes, like that. <laughs> what? <laughs> what does that mean? Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. I was trying to figure out how to put that one in. What does that mean? I don't know. I have no idea. A penis plant? Yeah, she gifted her a plant in the shape of a penis is really what it was. So Mm -hmm. Oh, like like Mr. Miyagi, he would he would sculpt the bonsai trees. Somebody sculpted this one into a penis. Exactly. (laughs) She's a perfect (laughs) gift for you. Matter of fact, here's here's your welcome gift into the subdivision. (laughs) 
to plant right in front of your house. <laughs> wow, no, I had no idea about that. Yes, you know, the greatest thing was that Miley Cyrus being who Miley Cyrus is, who loves shocking people, you know, obviously took photos, selfies and whatnot, oh. and then was hugging the uh, penis plant. She was kissing the top of the penis plant. She was fondling <laughs> the, uh, the testicles of the penis plant. Oh. She did all kinds of wonderful things, yes. <laughs> oh, nice. Oh, yeah, she is a genius, and she said, give me some of that. Penis! That's right. <laughs> uh, now, Adam, this is the best part of the motherfuckery of the week, all right? This is, this is, the, this is the best part. The I best part, it. right? I love here. it. St. Valentine is what a way. Uh, St. Valentine's, Valentine's Day, Valentine's Day, we're talking about three weeks. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm talking <gasps> That's right, baby. Whoa, hi. <laughs> <laughs> Gift so received. These, so these are going to be some gift ideas for St. Valentine's Day, okay? Okay. <laughs> uh, motorhead. <laughs> okay. Has an overkill seven uh-huh. functional vibrator. Okay. Only for forty. Okay. Only for forty five dollars. How does this work? Okay. Did you know someone who loves Motorhead, Adam? <laughs> Like really, really love really them. Really love them? <laughs> That's right. Oh. But this personal vibrator may keep, uh, may be the keepsake up their alley, okay? May, <laughs> so, up so, their, so up to their speak. alley, what are the chances? <laughs> <laughs> no pun intended on that one. Make sure to write the correct recip- the recipient's name on this present to avoid a potentially uncomfortable family or office moment. Here you go, the Doug. Day, <laughs> <the> <laughs> Metallica. Okay. They have an Orion cooler. Orion yeah. cooler. Yeah. Okay. So put some drinkies in there if you want to go outside. Oh, maybe. oh, oh. Like a, like well, a, yeah, like yeah. a chest. Yeah, like a chest. Yeah. Like ice chest. Gotcha. Just for only $499. That's right. Wow. That's right. The heavy duty cooler. Is holds. it a branded Yeti? Is it, is it a Yeti version of the uh, Metallica brand? I, it doesn't say that here. It says, but it does hold up to 50 pounds of ice and 63 cans of your favorite beverage. Wow. That's right. Queen. <laughs> that's, just, that's totally totally off the off a different path than the vibrator. <laughs> but you know, I mean, you still... You, you can, I didn't know what this Orion cooler was going to be doing. I mean, oh my God. Uh, here's the deal. This Queen has an inner window bone china tea set. So you want to sip some tea with your... You're out there, let's say, our listeners in England. They want to sip some tea on mm-hmm. the eve of... Uh, Valentine's? Uh, Valentine's Day before mm-hmm. they got, you know, they start doing the, the nasty, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. They just have to pay $184 for the tea set. That's it. For the Queen-branded mm-hmm. tea set? That's right. And is it supposed to go in a window? It's is just, that what it's, it's in a window. It's the in a window. Oh, in your window. That uh, thing right there. In the zone. <laughs> in the zone. <laughs> thank, to... thank you for catching that five minutes later. I, I thought you were supposed to hang it in a window no, or something. Oh, in oh, a yeah, window. This, this guy likes tea. Yeah, you're supposed to catch this ten, five minutes ago, Adam, please. Damn. Okay. You're supposed to be correcting me, all right? All right, all right. I'm correcting now. Hello. Right. <laughs> The, vi- like, the vibrator threw me off. Yeah, of course. Where, where am I putting this tea at? I don't, I don't know, understand. I no <laughs> anyway, Ted Nugent. So if you have an outdoorsy uh, kind of a oh, mate. Oh, sure. He's got something to kill, you know, yeah, to kill animals and it with. And also has a tip. Okay. <laughs> Pen- and, penetrating and, tip oh, by as well. the way, that tip is autographed. Oh, is it? <laughs> from Ted Nugent. Who, who, who would have thought? Uh-huh. Right? It's a golden tip arrow, Adam. Okay. And the, he autographed the tip. 
for forty nine ninety nine. No, that's not bad. So you could say, you know what, honey, for St. Valentine's Day, these damn uh, restaurants and the hotels, all this is jam packed. Let's go out to the range. Yeah. And let's fire some arrows and get, you know, maybe I'll give you my arrow afterwards. Let's drape, drape a target over that hay bale. That's right. Put it right in the target and then I'll. Anyway, after Size that, you we're, we're, you know, we're going we're gonna to end it up with this wonderful... Oh, there's another one? Yes, yes, of Okay, course. good, 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 good. And this is going to come from... What are the chances? Kiss! Kiss! Oh, <laughs> Kiss doesn't have any products that I know no, of. No, 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 of course not. <laughs> they have... This is very cool. What is it? A Swarkovsky Crystal Coffee Tumbler. Oh, so like the, the, the Diamondite... Uh, crystals. That's right, Adam. And it's totally encrusted. That's and the, right. The entire tumbler. It's oh man. How'd you like to give that gift? That do, you, looks... do you think that would be a melter? Do you think? Do you think that would melt the lady? Do you think I would gain access at that point? Oh Jesus! Of course. Wow. You would pop the lid. <laughs> Stop it! What if I pulled that out of my Orion cooler? Uh... <laughs> Well, you would probably it was holding be, a lot of ice, maybe. You, you'd, be, you'd be you'd be probably between both of them. You'd be short a thousand dollars. Oh, how much is this crystal goblet? Four hundred and twenty-nine oh, ninety-five. Man. I need more stimulus. <laughs> some stimulus. Oh. <laughs> I can't play this going down to uh, to Texas today. <laughs> I don't think I win is gonna prove this one, dude. But yeah, <laughs> don't you have to give it uh, approval? Oh. Like, you have to give it a listen to. No, this is oh. gonna, this is gonna go raw, dude. <laughs> that's, just, that's, just, that's gonna go. <laughs> it's raw. the Tommy Adam Hardenham podcast, Motherfuckeria of the week. It's the motherfucker of the week, Adam. What do what do you, what do you expect, dude? <laughs> For almost a thousand dollars between those two items. Damn. Jesus Christ. It's an expensive holiday. Oh, man. Shit. You know? Yeah, I do. I think it's time to wrap this sucker up. Adam. Hey. I wanted to do a short podcast today. Good we had the fucking around. Bad time. That's not short. That's <laughs> short for us. I want to get on the road. <laughs> Good times, bad times, Adam. That's where we're at, baby. You got some bad ones, don't you? I do. I think I do have the bad times today, as a matter of fact. Yeah. If I could find what it was, and now I, I lost it. <laughs> You're doing a lot of screen reading today. Uh, dude, it was well, so I, difficult. My, my damn printer went out, dude. <laughs> I know. I was, I was trying to tell you to fix it, and you were trying to throw it out the window. I'm You're pissed. fed up with that thing. Since my son comes here using my damn oh, printer. That's, that's, that's a producer shit, you're talking you know, about. What I'm saying is like, <laughs> man. Well, I'll tell you what there, uh, Adam. Uh-huh. There is a uh, gentleman that's in jail today that he's not having a good time this week. Dude. Oh, no. It's the Arctic Monkeys lead singer. Oh. He was caught, dude, as part of one of the insurgents. <laughs> oh, he was in the group? He was in the, yeah. He went in into the, the Capitol? Yeah, in the Capitol, yes. Oh, no. <laughs> I wish I could read the rest of the stuff up. Okay. So I don't know if you've been, have you been following I that didn't know, or not. I didn't know anything the, about uh, Arctic Monkeys. It was the Arctic guy. Monkeys or Arctic something. I no, can't remember I thought, what it was. No, no, no. The, the guy from was the guitarist from Iced Earth. Oh, that's what it was? Or, Close enough. Something like that. Iced Earth, was it? Yeah. <laughs> the Arctic Monkeys, uh, <laughs> Iced Earth. <laughs> Oh, just a little off there. Uh, thank you. Finally, you're with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, I've been hearing all about this uh, other guy. John Schaefer was his name. Uh, John Schaefer, yeah. With his gray goatee. Yeah, dude, I, you know, I saw the picture. I swear he was a guy that I used to, it looked like a guy I used to work out with at the gym. You know, well, I didn't work out with him, but he was always there. It looked uh, just like him, too. It was like, oh, oh shit. <laughs> that's what's the guy this, what's this guy doing here i would say his name but god knows if he listens to this podcast <laughs> looks just like him it's like yeah ice earth not ice uh, excuse me arctic monkey not the arctic monkey no. No. ice earth's john schaefer belongs to a right-wing militia group called the oath keepers man okay and he was what oath are they keeping uh, to i have no idea i think that group is I want to say ex-law enforcement and ex-military that are just right-wingers and whatnot. Yeah. Okay. The funny thing, well, kind of not the funny thing, but kind of the bad times for this is initially the band was like, well, you know, he's a singer or he's, you know, he's in our group and he could have his, you know, his ideals, no big deal. Then after all the backlash started going on, I guess they were expecting no backlash. Hello. So he must have been like a big contributor. I don't know what to news, like the, news stories they were watching. He's probably a good like, songwriter, a good guitarist. Yeah, like, and, we don't want to lose this guy. And they recant. They're like, <laughs> oh, wait a minute. <laughs> you know, in, in so many words, we have nothing to do with this guy. We have nothing to do with whatever he did. Uh-huh. We want to totally disassociate ourselves. FBI, do not look this way. Mm. That, Adam, mm-hmm. is some bad times. Bad times for him. Good times, though, is nobody ever heard about these people. <laughs> But they say that there's no bad publicity. I don't think so. In this book, I didn't bother to read his or research any of their songs, Adam. And it was good like, time. <laughs> you did it. And, uh, like, okay. Yeah, and yeah. good times, the Arctic Monkeys are still intact. So <laughs> Yes, thank you. <laughs> thank God. Sorry, Arctic Monkeys. <laughs> well, there's also some good times out there. Oh, thank you, Adam. And not that this, this not that this didn't give us a chuckle from day one. And this and this, we're going to Asia for good times again. What yep. are the chances? South Korean firm's smart dog collar tells owners what's in a bark. Okay. So a South Korean startup has developed an AI-powered dog collar that can t- detect five emotions in canines oh, by monitoring cool. their barks using voice recognition technology. No kidding. Yes. Uh, this device gives the dog a voice so that humans can understand. Oh, wow. You can uh, signify in between happy, relaxed, anxious, angry, or sad. For the dog lover. For the dogs, exactly. And the, there's one lady, Moon Say Me, Korean lady. I thought she was just... S- South Korean. This got to get it South right. Korean. South Korean. Oh, it's Korean. They, they know. They it's like the, Korean. They, they like to separate themselves from the loonies in the North. This is Korean. <laughs> I, thought, I thought she was happy. From the loony she, politicians. I thought she was happy when she played and felt sad and anxious when I wasn't home. Actually, she felt angry when she lost a game she played with me. Like how humans feel. So, you beat your dog at a game, you can tell that they feel angry at you. <laughs> But yeah, you can get this. It's going to be a $99 product available later this year. Oh, and you can get awesome. an emotional reading on what your dog is this communicating. Is, uh, when Monica listens to this podcast, it will not be a good oh. thing. <laughs> One gotta, sale. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out there and say, hey, Dad, you know what What uh, Remy was feeling today? <laughs> so, oh, Adam, you demon you. <laughs> Adam, another show at two hours, buddy. Hey, it's like it's like clockwork. We got we got that good. <laughs> another show in the books. Like we have no G, we have no Gmail to read. I know. I was like, actually, if he did send you the password, I would. I was afraid to open the damn thing. Up. 
<laughs> All the little moths would fly out of the email oh, box. Uh, probably. <laughs> Tommy, you got to hit the road. You got anything else that you want to no, 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 include? No, 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 no. I, it's, it's still, I still have a little time, but yeah, sure. Go I shoot. Hope so. uh, as always, we want to thank our legion of listeners. Yes, we do. Our fans and whoever else subjects themselves to this podcast. We really do appreciate oh, it. We super appreciate it. Keep in mind, life is not that serious. It is not. Again, search for keywords, the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name podcast. Listen on Spotify, Apple Podcast app, CastBox, and everywhere else. This podcast is on demand and streaming. Activate the notification icon to be notified when we are online and tell a friend or an enemy. I'm Adam Tate. And I am Tommy Martinez. And you are listening to the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name podcast. Remember to play it often. Play it loud, but play it. We'll leave you today with some black crows. Hard to handle. ABC, always be cool. Rock and roll. January the 23rd, 2021. Put him in the camel clutch, break his back, and make him humble. <laughs>